0: Welcome to Superhouse.
1: Hello?
2: Hey, it's Adam Parola.
1: Hey, it's Andrew from Superhouse. And this is Matt Johnson. Hey, how are you? Hey, how's it? How's it going? Thanks for calling us, man.
2: Sure, sir. I'm late.
1: <laughs> that's okay. Oh, no that's problem. okay. Um, we had a few questions, if that's okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. We heard you had a, um, you have a new IPA out.
2: We do. It's called uh, Endless Rant, and uh, it's delectable, and it's uh, available at uh, CorollaDrinks.com.
1: Awesome, and uh, why did you choose a IPA?
2: I like IPAs personally, so I just chose a IPA that it was it was pretty easy. I I like IPAs, so I thought, well, why not come out with an IPA? And then I just picked some IPAs that I liked and told the guys um, over at King Harbor Brewery um here's here's a couple that i like and why don't you meet in the middle uh and they did a pretty good job of meeting in the middle
1: awesome is this your first beer or have you made others before
2: i've never made one before and you know to be fair to me the king harbor guys are doing all the heavy lifting i i basically designed it and they they built it
1: okay cool um yeah so uh johnson i think did you you had a question about the man show
3: yeah sure if we can uh maybe change direction uh we had some questions kind of relating to our podcast in a way uh we were wondering how would a man show for millennials differ from the one you had in
2: 99 Oh, how would a man show today? Yeah. Dipper. Yeah. I think it'd be it'd be hosted by Caitlyn Jenner
0: and <laughs> Chaz Bono. It
2: would be would be the first would be the first thing. Uh, I think there would be c- crying Indians jumping on trampolines. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I. I think, I think instead of beer being served to the audience, they would be the in tears, uh, the tears of oppressed uh, <laughs> folks of of every stripe, mixed with a little passion fruit.
0: Um, probably
2: be the beverage of choice. Um, we probably have to have a safe. Zone sectioned off in the audience for those who feel like they were microaggressed aggressed upon <laughs> uh, um, you know i I think that uh, we in some of the uh, I think some of the bits would probably vary quite a bit as, as well. I don't think we could do anything that would be considered mean spirited or or hate speak or uh, any of that, so you know the tone would probably be very, very different as well. And uh, you know, other than us wearing a sort of gender-neutral pastel jumpsuit, I don't, I don't, I don't think the show would vary at all. Really, I mean, other than those those small details that we talked about, I don't, I don't see how they would vary.
1: So right. you're saying basically this show is going to be impossible today. Like the the way it was before. I think
2: I, I I think a lot of people would feel threatened. You would violate their personal space, and they would have to go to some sort of safe room, and and then you'd have to bring in counselors. Now of course you could you could suggest that they not watch the show, but that that would be impossible. So, you know, We all know, whether it's a television show you disagree with or there's some speaker coming to your campus and you disagree with that person politically, you must attend every event and every show. Just like, I hate Hall & Oates. So when Hall & Oates comes to town, (laughs) I have to go to one one of their shows and sob in the audience. When, When they're doing... Uh, adult education and family man and all, and, and man eater I have to just sit in the audience and protest. <laughs> but that's, that's how it works. There's no possibility of me just staying home and minding my own fucking business. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> no, no way. Or going to see a good band like the Jayhawks or John Hyatt. No, no, no. <laughs> when Hall and Oates comes to town I must attend, and then I weep openly, and then, we, then, I, well, first thing I do is I try to petition the mayor not to let them in town, because, because of songs like Man Eater, I, I feel that that's an attack, because I'm a man, and I don't want to be consumed. <laughs>
3: All right, awesome. Yeah, Andrew, we, if I may, uh, yeah, is this ahead.
2: relating to, like, when you had Milo
3: Yiannopoulos on your show? This is who now? Uh, Milo.
2: Yeah, uh, you
1: know, Milo.
2: Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great episode.
1: Yeah, awesome.
2: Well, he's he's great because he pisses everyone off and he's gay, so he can't. <laughs> he's totally we're so the 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 folks on the on the left are so like sort of racist and homophobic that they're like you're not allowed to comment on anything that affects the black community unless you're black. And then, if, and then if you're black with a third grade education, you still have a much greater say and are much more qualified to comment on the black community than, let's say, if you're Asian with a master's degree in sociology. So that just makes good sense. And then they're confused. They don't know what to do with Milo because Milo's gay, and then lashes out against all their stupid ideas. But yeah. but they're confused because he's gay. So if if I do it, I'm homophobic. he can't be homophobic because he's gay. So now what? And that's why their panties are in a bunch over Milo. <laughs>
1: all
2: right
1: Absolutely. Johnson I'm gonna uh,
2: yeah
3: go
1: ahead all right Um, yeah speaking of like the political type of stuff um, we all know that you're both atheist and libertarian and this seems to be kind of a common combination if you look at skeptic magazines chief editor Michael Shermer and Penn and Teller and possibly the South Park creators at least one of them uh, this seems to be a common combination of elements and why do you think that is
2: um it's probably the same part of the same part of your brain that is rejecting a sort of overlord, you know, whether it be a Lord overlord or governmental overlord, there's a part of you that's fiercely independent that feels like you just want to take care of yourself and your family and handle business and not have either somebody cosmically looking over your shoulder, or have it done in the judicial level. So it it probably speaks, you know, to the same to the same part of your brain. Like I I'm, a, I'm imagine most people who watch MMA fights aren't vegan,
0: but it's not <laughs> yeah. a it's
2: not a it's not a coincidence. It's just it's a type of wiring, right?
1: right. Okay, yeah. I, I've noticed that um, not just Penn and Teller, but a lot of magicians seem to be atheist or at least non-religious, and I I think there's something to be said about their something about like uh, tricking people or something like that, like seeing what's what's really going on.
2: <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's that's an interesting concept that they in a weird way are sort of playing God, but they understand it's a ruse and and more of a more of a sleight of hand than it is an actual event. Right. And so so I would assume that most magicians as a as a as a whole there's probably a higher number of atheists magicians than, than there are, let's say, uh, atheist, uh, tollbooth operators or something like that. <laughs> On the other hand, you know, it's weird though. There are they are fair amount of religious doctors, which is always weird too. Cause you're so right. much about science that there's so much about, you know, there's just no divine anything. It's all skill and preparation and sterilization and science, science, science. It is weird. It's always weird when you know Ben Carson is a deeply religious guy, and he's also, <laughs> you know, taking taking kids' uh, skulls apart. You know, it's a weird. <laughs> I mean, I I don't I don't disrespect it in any way. I just think it's counterintuitive to me. the The pendulette part I get. The Ben Carson part's confusing.
1: Yeah, I agree with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Johnson, do you want to take the next one? Sorry, we're kind of all over the place with our questions. Uh,
3: wait, Sorry. Uh, which question, Rush? Uh, you, you go
1: ahead. All right, I'll go ahead. Um, we were wondering, um, you know, there's a big superhero movie boom going on, and we talk about this on the Superhouse podcast a little, you know, quite a bit, actually. We were wondering, do you think it's going to peter out at some point, or do you think it's going to keep going on? It,
2: it'd be nice for us to end these semi-retarded discussions amongst adults (laughs) about uh, how devastated we were over the last uh, Silver Surfer effort, or um, (laughs) how, uh, you know, Iron Man's got to do battle with uh, Aquaman. (laughs) Okay. I I don't, I I like uh, beer and pussy and cars (laughs) and like adult Adult-oriented stuff. Um, so I don't give a shit about whatever's going on with uh, Aquaman <laughs> or Spider-Man. But I'm I'm just an old heterosexual guy who likes racing vintage cars. So I I don't I'm not sure why we're having so many discussions. I mean I'll add Star Wars to that mess of, <laughs> uh, of wasting. I I don't. I don't get it. There's a couple things I don't understand. Like as I always say, when it comes to like having another Star Wars themed discussion, um, what do we live to? Three hundred, four hundred years old? Or are we just going to be fucking dead like next week? And can't we get the fuck on with our lives? Like, who gives a fuck what's going on with Star Wars? Somebody made it up. <laughs> um, I'm not, I'm not interested in like either animatronic or claymated or guys in, in fake uh, styrofoam suits and, and just exactly what's going on with their psyche and what their next possible move might be. It's it's not really, it doesn't, but you know, to be fair, I don't think about Yogi Bear or Boo Boo <laughs> or the Hair Bear Bunch or Witchy Poo or any other of the fucking stupid shit that somebody made up when i was 9 for enjoyment do you guys think about uh, how about ninjago how, how much lego conversation do you guys have <laughs> what, what, where do we end this i'm not That's i'm definitely true. sort of in the same camp yeah <laughs> good the one the one thing i can proudly say about my family and i don't brag too much about them is nobody who lives under my roof gives a flying shit about star wars which I could not. It it tickles me pink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh.
1: All right.
3: Uh, so moving right along, uh, we were also going to ask, uh, who were some of the comedians that inspired you as you were starting to do stand up? And uh, well, show? George Lucas.
2: Maybe that sounds a little counterintuitive. <laughs> um, I was a kid. I would listen to um, George Carlin sure. and um, I would listen to like Dr. Demento on the radio, it just played crazy on a Sunday night and made me, made me laugh. Very nice. Yeah,
3: it's, it's very, I mean, I go back and listen to George Carlin now. Uh, from before, and everything he said back then is so relevant today. With the PC yeah, basically
2: it, it all came it all came true, and that, that's what good comedians do, is they can sort of look down the road. I think all comedians kind of, I mean, not all comedians, but a, a lot of comedians are pretty, pretty skilled at seeing the trends and, and where we're going as a society and pointing them out, and then if you're good, it'll, it'll happen. I mean, I, I do a fair bit of that myself. Sure, sure. Yeah.
3: I look at my generation and I realize I have to grow old with them and it kind of terrifies me.
2: <laughs> yeah. Bad, but, bad, but true. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, George, but I wasn't really, you know, I didn't really have money for records and I, we didn't, you know, go to any shows or anything. I, and it wasn't really, I didn't really, it was kind of a luxury that we didn't really have. Yeah. You know, who's your favorite or who, what concert did you go to or who? I remember my dad, you know, taking me to see Richard Pryor when, he, when I was, you know, 14 years old or something. Oh, wow. There wasn't any of that. We didn't. No, we didn't do anything. We did nothing. <laughs> nobody nobody gave <laughs> oh, right. a shit about comedy. There was nothing to do.
1: <laughs> was your original dream to become a stand-up or?
2: No, no, I didn't. I, I wanted to play football and then after that, I didn't have to I had no idea <laughs> what the hell I was gonna do, and I never really, like, I never really worked anything out. I just didn't, I just didn't have anything worked out. Uh, I, I didn't really have any. We, you know, we, I didn't have any original dreams. <laughs> 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 it was all, uh, it was all just sort of. I, I really, I, I, we, I came from a place where it's like. You know, you you graduated high school, God willing, and then you got a job, like somewhere, like you know, installing flooring or, or roofing <laughs> or something. And you just try to keep try to keep that job, and that was about it. I mean, we didn't talk about what you. We, no one really talked about what anyone wanted to do. We just sort of talked about what you had to do, and we didn't even talk about that either. <laughs> <laughs> sort of, we, we weren't we weren't big planners. We kind of. <laughs> You know, you, you're born. You kind of go through life, and uh, there, you, there you have it. it. It was about as far as we got with it. Wow. I, I've never had a discussion with anyone in my family about, you know, career. <laughs> was, uh, i thought, You know, I mean, there was some like, uh, you know, go to junior college for a semester or something. But and, uh, no, I've never. No one ever told me
1: anything. Do you so think? that that people like people in general at that time didn't have that conversation
2: that much uh, my, uh, my parents did dispense little to no advice and when i say little i'm just being generous like <laughs> that nice. um but i don't think it's a generational thing i just feel like i Fucking stupid, lazy piece of shit parents. It's like they, they were dumb, they were downtrodden, and then didn't give a shit.
1: <laughs> okay. But
2: other than that, I love them dearly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we uh, only have like a couple more, I guess. But um, uh, we, or yeah, we saw that uh, you said that uh, the crazy Trump support is some sort of weird reaction to the last eight years of Obama. Do you think it really is like just a straight up reaction, or
2: I think it's a straight up reaction to everyone and all that sort of microaggressions and all this PC shit and all this campus safety and all this all this stuff. Where I, I, I yeah, I think I think we're snapping back and just going 180. Yeah, just going absolutely. from. Everyone's just tired of being called a racist because they make a Pollock joke, and everyone's tired of being a misogynist <laughs> because they put their arm on some woman's shoulder or something like. Everyone is just tired, and just basically, the, the the dudes that sort of made this country are sort of getting just tired. I think everyone's just tired. Like the people that pay all the money in taxes, are the people that pay all being called racist. So I think it's just I think I think Trump's just that I think he's the people think he's the antidote to that
1: like Obama sort of comes off as weak at times and then as Trump even though he says crazy shit it's uh it comes off as strong
2: yeah that's what we're looking for just just stop apologizing for everything and what uh, <laughs> let, you know, let, let's let's call racist I mean, let's call terrorist events, terrorist events, and let's let's right. just, let's just get on with our lives. Like, uh, let's uh, let's stop spending every last dying breath talking about how many bathrooms we're going to provide for the transgender <laughs> community, <laughs> and and move on to like whatever whatever the deficit is. Like, let's just have a little deficit talk. Like, let's let's see if we can carve ten percent out of the transgender talk to talk just a little about the deficit or maybe whatever, whatever, I guess what I'm saying is, is the super long lines by the incompetent TSA affect far greater, far many more Americans than the fifth bathroom we want to add at every high school (laughs) campus for the transgender community. So let's just, let's not ignore the transgender community and the super important bathroom talk that affects way less than 1% of the population. Let's not (laughs) ignore that, but let's weave in a little TSA line talk while we're at it. (laughs) How do the TSA, super long lines at the TSA, affect the transgender community? That's the way I think think we could do it. (laughs) That that Um. I think that would open the door to a dialogue. Everyone should ask themselves that. Everyone should say to come with their children and be courageous enough to ask to start a dialogue. I'm going to have a dialogue with my children tonight. That's going to be how do the long lines of the TSA affect the transgender community. That's going to be that. That'll be that'll be the dialogue I'll have. I agree with the Huffington Post. I need to have that dialogue. I'll do it tonight.
1: Oh, man. I'll,
2: I'll do it over a bean curd. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Sorry, but I gotta I gotta run to the next the next thing.
1: That's all right, man. Thank you so much for doing this, man.
2: Thanks, guys. All right, see ya. Come join Superhouse members Maddie and Stefan on their own show under the Superhouse Podcast Network. Camera noise every Thursday night, uh, where we talk about movies, geek topics, music, women traveling pretty much everything we talk about on superhouse except it's just two guys this time
0: hey this is yukiko and this is rachel and we're the hosts of intergalactic circus
4: a podcast where two wacky best friends from art school reconnect after surviving their 20s we discuss anything from social issues to silly anecdotes
0: you can catch us on superhouse podcast media outlets under intergalactic circus and be sure to support us on patreon
1: All right, everybody. That was Adam Carolla. We want to thank him for coming on board and coming to Superhouse. That was so awesome that he came, and I want to thank Ryan Sickler for helping me to get all this going. Um, I wanted to also mention that Adam and Doctor that the Adam and Doctor Drew show is now airing five times a week. For tickets to Adam's upcoming shows and more info, please visit AdamCarolla.com. That's A D A M C A R O L L A.com. And um, just moving on from that, um, the cliffhanger from a few weeks ago was the from Yukiko was actually that she has her own podcast that's spun off of the Superhouse podcast, which is called Intergalactic Cir- Circus. That's with their friend Rachel, and um, that's a, quite different from Superhouse. But we we kind of like the variety, I guess. And um, did anybody else listen to that?
3: Yeah, I listened to it. Yeah. I an engine. It was good. Okay.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty good. We actually were a bit inspired from their podcast and uh we thought we would do something similar to what they did and talk about Super House origins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was I actually can't remember exactly <laughs> where where we all met. Um <laughs> Joey, I remember the first time, well not the first time I don't think, but I remember I your your apartment in your or not your apartment, but your dorm at your college was full of horror like horror posters <laughs> all over the place, blood and gore and porn <laughs> everywhere. And Lots that of was, porn. And that was
4: because of my roommate Michael.
1: Was it yeah. all him or was it you it was too? All,
4: mine I had like Lord of the Rings posters and like DVD, you know, bookcase full of DVDs and like figures and stuff. But we met um, in the uh, was it the history of art two
1: or something? Oh, that's right. We did. Yes, 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 yes. We, uh, with Bo- with some kid named Boston Jeff or some shit, right? And we met uh, we met Ian there as well. I think.
4: Was it Bossy? Boston. Boston.
1: You don't remember him?
4: I don't remember Boston.
1: Oh my God! I remember I met yeah, you know, I met you in Boston, Jeff and Ian, Paff and some other people. I think all at that same time.
4: I remember you were trying to get uh, you were getting gauges in your ears.
1: Oh my God, yeah, I'm, that shit was, was terrible, man. I went up like one size and I was like, I'm done. I'm this. I can't believe I did this shit. <laughs>
4: I think I was still living in like O house, and we chatted for most of the class, and then, um, um, and then uh, I moved to Turner, and I think you lived there, and then I think we—that's when we started really hanging out.
1: Yeah, you were like a floor above me, I think.
4: Yeah, like it was uh, no, pretty you easy. Were on the same floor, just like further down. You were. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right.
5: I met you guys around that time. Yeah. Because I met Nate. I don't remember what class and. Andrew, you were roommates
1: with Nate
5: Shulman. Yes. And uh, one of my early, I don't remember if you were there, but one of my early memories of college was hanging out with Nate in a dark room listening to the Smiths, The Queen is Dead, with other people. And I was like, this is the most fucking art school emo shit I've ever done. And I, like, <laughs> and never again!
1: Look, I, Nate was a great guy, but I sometimes wondered if he was catatonic. Like, he, he kind of he moved slowly. And he talks slowly, but I mean, he was one of the nicest guys I've met at SCAD, but, and he Maybe would just seller, like, dude. and he, he would have like, he would, he had like a thousand CDs all in like his shelf, not in the cases and like totally like yeah. alphabetized, alphabetized and everything. And he had like the, I remember he had the Bose speaker and he, we, we just listened to everything on his Bose speaker for, for hours in, in, in college.
4: He had quite the eclectic music uh, selection.
1: Yes, he did. He listened yeah. to everything.
4: Joey, do you remember how we met? Uh, I think it was through, I guess it was through Andrew. Yeah. Like you would Probably. Up, like, we would hang out with uh, Andrew, and then you were friends. Andrew was friends with a, a friend from high school. And then uh, we start. we all kind of hung out, and then I think you popped over and in, in their room. I think mean, that's how we started hanging out.
1: This was at Turner House our second year?
4: Yeah, Turner, yeah.
1: Okay.
3: John, so where were you? I didn't meet you guys till uh, Duffy House. I think sophomore? Year? How did it. How did no. We
1: meet? Well, you maybe not them, but you met me the first year. Yeah,
3: yeah, of course. Yeah, we talked about this on the podcast. Me and yeah. you, were, you were Pat's roommate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
5: yeah. shit. Yeah, I remember Pat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> P Train.
3: Yeah. And actually uh, Jeremy Jeremy would come and hang out in Dyson a lot. So I met Andrew and Jeremy oh also James, because James is there. He lived with him. And we would all kinda hang out around Dyson. And yeah, Andrew was kinda around as well. And yeah, seriously, I don't I don't I don't think I ever even saw you guys until sophomore year. Yeah.
1: And then you started coming to Duffy House, the precursor to Super House.
3: Yeah.
1: And that's where our adventures really began.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I, remember, I met Matt at, uh, at Duffy Street. I hadn't met him yeah. yet before, and I think he came over. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Man, we were basically alcoholics at that time.
3: <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Let me that. ask you, who found Superhouse? Was it you,
4: Jerry? It was me, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think cause we were living at Duffy and I think um, we were all like, you know, the oh. summer was coming up and I think some of us were staying in town, um, you know, we're like, hey man, we should all like try to find a place to live. I think Jeremy maybe had brought it up or we kind of yeah. brought it up together.
1: I remember this fairly well. I remember <laughs> we were all drunk at Duffy House. And
4: classic.
1: And then, yeah, as we as we do as we did, and uh, we we of course we we, we call, like okay. So in Savannah, everybody started naming their houses that they lived at, and we lived on Duffy Street, so we named our house Duffy House. And then we uh, had this party, and then we thought that we would add Johnson and Jeremy to the Duffy House crew for for a total of five people. And, uh, then I remember, I remember Jeremy said, then it would be a super house. <laughs> and then we we're like, Oh, that kind of works. That's simple and, <laughs> and easy. And so we kind of stuck.
4: Yeah. And so like basically just started looking around the ads and maybe about a week or two, uh, found one. I think, was it, who was it? Me and was it Jeremy or me yeah, and Andrew? It. Was it you, Andrea? Maybe it was just
1: me. I, we, we, no, I remember being part of the uh, process. and We, look. we, we looked at several places, yeah.
4: Yeah. Rex, like, went into I the place and, them. and they were like, yeah, there was a group of guys already living there, and the landlord wasn't happy with how the place was looking.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, yeah. and,
4: and she's, like, she's like, don't worry about that. We'll clean this up. We'll clean that up. I'm like, I'm like in my head, I was like, no, it looks great.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it'll be clean,
4: but, you know, this is definitely a spot for, uh, you know, five people. And then that summer, I think, Matt, I think you were out of the country or out of (laughs) state for the summer?
3: Yeah. Oh, I think I had like an internship
4: somewhere. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Yeah, internship. And then uh, we had Eric B. sleeping in the laundry room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they loved it. Yeah,
1: that was such an awesome time, man. Yeah.
3: <laughs> that house
4: was seriously huge. It was. It, it was, yeah.
1: <laughs> was, was kind of baller, yeah. It's intensely big.
4: For the listener, it was. Uh, it was. We had. It was three stories. We had the two, the top two stories, and was, the apartment was basically kind of open space. And then you had stairs that led up to another open space, and the bedrooms were like along the wall. Yeah. And so you just come out, and so, you know, you put couches. I think James brought his mon- – we call it the monster, his big, like, floor-model, yeah. floor, floor big-screen TV, called that up two flights of stairs. That
3: was
1: God, I-, I helped with that. That was ridiculous, yeah. man.
4: I even
3: set up a green screen in there. Remember that? Yeah, you did. Yes,
1: yes, <laughs> for your for your final.
4: Yeah, that yeah. was cool. Yeah, we yeah. Just had so much space to just, like, kind of have all our stuff uh, – you know, we we you know we had to open space for, like bands to play. We talked about trying to have like a little like uh, art show. We never really got around to doing that. But no.
5: That's
1: yeah. Um, that's because we
5: got too drunk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah,
4: and plus plus school, and you know, some of us had jobs, and so like it just some of it didn't work out. But you know, it was a good year. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's weird too because it seems to take over like most of our college experience. But it was just the last year.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. you know that was weird. But uh, do you guys remember the names of the other houses? I remember there was Wonky House that was yeah. Yukiko's place.
4: Yeah, Wonky House too because they had moved to another place. Maybe that was Oh yeah, a Super House. They got and they call it Java the House. Maybe yeah, maybe it was Java. Yeah. That was
1: a first name, and then they changed it to Wonky or something. Or am I remembering this wrong?
4: I don't remember. I know Jabba ended up being one or it was like half Jabba, half wonky two or something. But it was like Jabba the
3: house, like Jabba the Hut.
1: But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there was uh, Titty Ranch. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, <yeah.
3: laughs> oh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> I remember those days.
4: There that would there was to be Abby, a Titty Abby's Ranch podcast. podcast.
1: That would be great. That was
4: Abby's <laughs> place, right?
1: That was Lauren's and Martha's place. Mm -hmm.
4: Right, okay.
1: I don't remember Abby's place name. I think they had one, though. Probably did. Yeah. Were there any? I think there were other names, weren't there? Or am I crazy?
4: I feel like that might have been it. That I can't remember. (laughs) I I didn't feel like it was a lot, but...
1: There were three.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, for like a Thursday night after class, that's all you needed. Where are you going? Big Ranch?
1: yeah house or super yeah
5: house. So that's yeah a, let me know send the text boys exactly tonight?
1: and also for the listener i want to explain like we went to an art school that had zero greek life
0: yeah
1: so yeah. we 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 didn't have like uh... delta kappa omega or whatever the fuck like we had nothing so we i think that we felt a void there so that's why we wanted to name all of our houses and just kind of, kind of stuck ever since. It's so crazy. Like, you guys realize we're coming up on the ten year anniversary of when we graduated. Yeah. Like that'll be what June first. Yeah. May May thirty first, something like that. Yeah, something. Joey went for a second one, but uh, like me, Maddie, and you graduated in 06, you guys. Yeah. Uh-huh.
4: Okay.
1: I guess that
4: makes yeah, because we got the place in 05, and O six. Okay. Yeah,
1: sense. exactly. Um, it's going to be kind of embarrassing for me, but I'm going to help. I'm going to try to open up the conversation more. What did you guys think about me when you first met me? <laughs> <laughs> Please go ahead. I'm ready for it.
0: <laughs> Ooh, let me go first. Right. We should Just go
4: kidding. first. Yeah. Joey, you can go. It's fine. All right. No, I, I mean, we met like in art history class, so it's like. You know, you're just meeting people in the desk next to you or in front of you, and just like talking about class or whatever. And like, Andrew was was big in like hardcore bands, and so like, I, yeah. you know, we kind of talk about like hard whatever hardcore band we were in and like where we were from. Um, but I, you know, we became friends pretty instantly. Um, I thought you were great. You know.
1: Yeah, it was it was easy with Joey because we liked a lot of metal, like Metallica and shit, and hardcore, and also. Like, all the nerd shit that we talk about, too, like, really hasn't changed since we've met. Like, just, yeah, like, video games and whatever. Because, you know what? It is, it's strange, it's be, being a gamer for life, it, it is strange to find somebody else that's really passionate about fighting games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, there's people that love gaming, but just do not fuck with fighting games. But Joey and I, we could connect on that shit.
4: Yeah. <clears throat>
1: so, Marvel vs. Capcom and all that, like, we were, like, talking about it.
4: I know a lot of people would give you shit because, like, you always look like you were high, and so a lot of people <laughs> would always say that.
1: Dude, that yeah, fucking that is it. the worst shit ever. I hate that shit. I can rant. I can rant about that shit for Wait, a second. Like, I,
4: all
1: the time. I, I look high. I look high because of the way my eyes look. But like, Stefan and it I, I think they have noticed that I'm a pretty productive motherfucker. Like, and oh, yeah. I, I'm not i I'm not a productive weed smoker. Like, I hardly ever smoke weed. Um. That's what but, I thought yeah. when
5: I first met you, uh,
1: Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
5: I just thought you were like this huge stoner that I, like metal. And I was like, I like metal, too. That's cool. Whatever. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to talk to this guy. And then when I found out you didn't really smoke, I was like, but how?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, when I met you, I... Thought, wow, this guy's really, really chill. (laughs) He's just kind of like spacey (laughs) skater dude. You seem like a skater guy, like I knew in high school. You know, you're southern, so, but you know, that's
1: approachable. Or what's the word? I don't know. (laughs) Approach. I think that's decent. Yeah, that's good.
3: Or I mean, you know, I'm basically southern too. So like, you know, I kind of can connect
1: on that. Your parents sort of have southern accents, even though you moved around a lot. Oh, serious, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we all are Southern here. Not kind of, we are. Um, But, uh, yeah, so I talked about Joey. With Johnson, I think we realized we liked metal, too, and also, uh, Johnson just says fucked up shit sometimes. (laughs) and i was like man this guy is fucking hilarious (laughs) so i connected with i connected with him on that level what did i say what did i say about me
5: (laughs) i don't
0: know know
1: (laughs) (laughs) and then with maddie shit um god i guess it was metal again but then also the nerd shit too like yeah. Maddie can talk about movies like a thousand miles a minute so <laughs> I remember like two, I remember Maddie you kind of got more into film because of us am I wrong
5: yeah no you got you're totally right because uh, I just like watched anything I had no parameters for like what was good or bad and then I started hanging out with like you guys and I know Joey also watched a shit ton of movies too before he was taking, like, film classes, and, like, Boutage would be like, oh, you need to watch this Luke Besson movie, and I'd be like, who the fuck's that? And he's like, he made The Professional, and I was like, oh, the movie's fucking great. So then, like, <laughs> I borrowed his, like, collection of that, and then Joey would be like, oh, you need to watch some Kurosawa, and I was like, who the fuck's that? But I would just watch this shit, and you guys are literally my, like, teachers for film, because I would watch anything. It didn't matter, but after school, I have, I have a standard now. Like, I can just look at something and be like, that's good, that's gonna be shit but it's thanks to
1: you guys. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I remember you talking about that. Yeah. You yeah, guys definitely
3: opened the doors to a lot of foreign films for sure.
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. So school definitely did that for me because I, you know, I'd go to the movies every weekend with like my granddad and, you know, just kind of see whatever was open on that weekend. Just kind of figure yeah. out what I liked from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think even, even just before I moved to Scat I started getting into a couple like, Foreign, foreign films, mainly samurai movies was kind of my like or kung fu movies no. were my like breakthrough you know, it's like reading subtitles and you know watching martial arts and stuff something I was definitely really into then I got to school and so I was hearing about all these other like Godard and uh, uh, you know, various other filmmakers and uh, yeah got into them
5: I just remember Joey always having a stack of movies that, like, was yeah. to be watched. Oh Like, he, you would just bring, like, a Duffy House, you would just bring it down, and I'm like, shit, he's like, gotta watch some of these. <laughs> you know? I think that's how, like, I, 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 that's how we watched, uh, I don't know if you were there, but that's the first time I saw Irreversible, because I think it was on your stack of movies.
4: No, I think we all, we watched it together, we were oh, yeah. in the recliner watching that one scene, and we are oh, just like,
5: Dude. What a fucking intense movie to watch on a fucking day off of school. Yeah. <laughs> like someone yeah, can't I think you left to go do something and someone else came over and they're like, Oh I wanna watch it irreversible. I was like, fuck, put it back in man. Let's do this. Oh,
0: wow,
5: really? <laughs> I watched it twice that day and I was like I'm done, I never need to see this film again. Oh, man.
4: Yeah, we did the the Best Buy Tuesdays. Oh dude. Yeah.
1: Dude. John uh, Joey, you told told me about that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like I was like Joey was like going to Best Buy every Tuesday to buy like eight movies and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I never seen anybody buy so many goddamn movies in my life. <laughs> oh, were they on sale? <laughs>
4: yeah, uh, the first like the first week at Best Buy, it, this may still happen. Uh they're they're on sale like twenty oh, sure. percent.
0: Yeah.
4: And so I'd pick up, you know, whatever new D V D I might even pick up a couple, of, yeah, I picked up a couple, of, like, CDs, too, and uh, whatever video game I might want to get at that point. But, uh, yeah, Tuesday was the day. That was a big trip into the uh, the suburb <clears throat> area where all the shops were. Yeah. Right. Yes. In the car.
1: <laughs> Go to the mall.
4: Yeah. And we
3: always hit up Moe's burritos.
4: Oh, yeah, definitely oh, yeah. hit up Moe's. <laughs> that,
1: that shit was good, though, man. Yeah. I miss Moe's. Yeah. I, I, every like, once, a,
5: I'll Moses see
4: you like
5: whenever a, once in a
4: while. I'll go. Go ahead, Joey. Yeah, no, I'll say it. Sorry. Uh, Mose was like Chipotle before Chipotle was out. I'm sure Moe's yeah. still around the south, but yeah, it's kind of like Chipotle for those who don't know.
1: Moses is better than Chipotle, though I think. Yeah. Yeah. They had that green sauce
3: and <laughs> fucking green sauce. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Dude.
1: Oh my God. So, moving on, I guess a little bit. Uh, so, uh, I'm currently working at a TV channel here in Los Angeles. Um, I wanted to ask you guys. I wanted so if you guys could just talk a bit, little bit about like where you are now and like what are like your ultimate goals if you have any. If you don't, that's okay because everybody's figuring it out as we go anyway. Um, so, Joey, can you go first?
4: Uh yeah um, just like, start what I'm doing basically. Not yeah, right.
1: what you're what you're doing right now, and then like like, dreams or aspirations okay. uh, or so whatever.
4: Yeah, I'm in LA. Talked about a little before, but um, I'm a camera assistant in the uh, local 600 out here, which is the union. Um, so I, I guess sort of where I want to go, um, uh, is you know move up to camera operator. And then, um, sort of future goals, uh, kind of what I want to do in the industry, you know, before I peter out, is uh, just like write and direct something. Like kind of get into that, to that world. Um, that's kind of what I wanted to do, and just kind of, you know, I just had to find something uh, to where, you know, that would pay the bills, kind of while I'm uh, looking into that. Um, and so I, so I kind of went towards the camera department. I'd taken a couple of cinema, cinematography classes in school. Um, got out to L.A. and PA'd for a while. Um, and then basically went to start so moving up towards the camera department, camera assistant. Uh, I've camera operated on a couple small things. Um, so I hope maybe, maybe in the next year do more camera operating. Uh, like I said, do writing and directing. It's something I want to do. That's not in the film world. And kind of what I, my first degree was at SCAD was illustration. So like I've got all of, like my materials out here and stuff, and just trying to find a good like, you know, time to sort of like sit down and start doing some more artwork. You know, I keep making excuses about this and that, and yeah, you know, I get busy, and you know, my schedule is pretty sporadic. So it's not like I have like Monday through Friday, and I get the weekends off, so I can kind of really make plans, but. Um, but, yeah, more illustration, writing, uh, directing.
1: And your illustration is essentially kind of like a sequential art comic book style, basically?
4: Yeah, basically uh, that. Um, I, I went to scan, I wanted to do illustration because um, I, I wanted to do sequential, but I kind of wanted, I've kind of moved towards illustration because I like telling sort of stories through one picture. Mm. um and like a lot of the artists I was really into at the time and still are uh were more illustrator based than necessarily comic book based um but I kind of want to do like I kind of want to do a comic as well you know kind of like do like a little web comic or uh kind of create my own like get with some friends who are writers maybe do something with that I've I've had little projects here and there like throughout the years that just kind of fell through, you know, we're all get, we all get busy and, um, but yeah, that'd be fun to, to get into and do.
1: Awesome. What about you, Johnson?
4: Uh, yeah, I'm,
3: Jesus, what you Yeah, I've been living abroad for the last couple of years. I'm now in Riga, Latvia, which is in northern Eastern Europe, the Baltics. It's pretty much quaint AF European (laughs) so you know it's cool place my girlfriend works here so that's how we found ourselves here Uh, I work online for a company that is back in Los Angeles I am a project manager for digital media projects so uh, it's a lot of planning a lot of design a lot of layouts mock-ups a uh, lot of scheduling, setting up milestones, estimates, crap like that. Uh, but yeah, but the most fun part is when I do get to do like UI, user interface design, um, anytime I get to do like some little illustration or graphics. Uh, usually it's vector. Pretty much everything I do now is like vector based. Um, I get to do some of the illustrations for the company's blog, so we put out articles a lot. Um, so I get to do those, which is fun. It's cool. I get to have pretty good creative freedom with those, and uh, yeah, I guess my dream would be to keep this up and like maybe automate it somehow.
1: <laughs> <Start> <laughs> automate, <here>. automate, <laughs> automate your yeah. art. You know, no,
3: no, no, just the whole, this whole process of project management, I mean, if I could get it to where I just, all I have to do is send out a few emails and I'm done, that would be great, but of course that's not going to happen anytime soon, I realize that, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, it's cool, I like it, I get to work with people from all over the place, and I get to do it from home, which is fantastic, I can just sit at home in my underwear and You know, if I need to take an hour
1: to play video games and just chill and relax, I can do that, if time permits. (laughs) So, (laughs) you're essentially what they call a digital nomad.
3: Yeah, yeah, right, right, which refers to, yeah, basically people who work for companies in the United States or Canada or Europe, but they live abroad. The really hardcore guys live in, like, Thailand or Cambodia or Vietnam or some shit. And, yeah, I get nice sunny weather all the time and live even cheaper than I do. Like, I don't know what exactly their visa status is because that's the other thing you always have to keep in mind.
1: Uh, I think they're always uh, crossing the border and updating in those third third world countries.
3: Yeah, yeah, they usually are, but uh, Thailand's definitely been cracking down on that. Uh, Vietnam, you always have to get the big sticker visa, and that's... I don't know what the regulations on that are. I don't know if it's harder there or not. Um, But you know, there's some countries that have like, uh, you know, e-workers, whatever you call it, uh, visas for, basically geared towards digital nomads. It's like, basically it says, you know, I have an income, it comes from outside of your country, it comes to your country, I spend it here, why not let me stay here?
1: <laughs> what uh, what countries have this?
3: Uh, well, um, some European countries. I know France has one, Germany has one, Spain has one, Estonia has one. Um, probably more. I I don't know, but uh, I believe some Southeast Asian countries do. I'm not exactly a hundred percent, but um. I think South Korea might even have one. I think they they came into that later, like after I left <laughs> but um I mean it's a good deal for these countries. I mean, it's basically like you know free fucking money coming in
1: <laughs> is your is your ultimate goal uh to kind of keep on doing this until <laughs> end of time basically or
3: li- living in Iran, yeah. Well, you know, I'm about to become legal here because I'm married to a European. So that you means- already
1: you already have married.
3: Well, we're we're in the process right now. It's being registered right now.
1: Okay, got it. Yeah,
3: wow. so like, yeah, so like in a month's time, it should be like official, air quotes.
1: So you'll be a European.
3: Yeah, yeah, I have uh, I have free roaming abilities because they're in the Schengen. They have what's called the Schengen Zone, so it's basically passport-free travel within uh, mostly Western Europe, some of Eastern Europe, um, and yeah, yeah, from there, she's like, my girlfriend, she can move anywhere she wants in Europe, pretty much.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. No big
5: I mean... deal, Johnson's just getting married and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You you, <laughs> bury, you bury the lead on that one, man.
3: Oh, we covered that on this, this podcast.
1: I know, but I we need to review. I feel like review.
5: it's always up in the air with you, Johnson. I feel like <laughs> when uh, you okay. say it, you're like, it could be happening, could not. And honestly, like in a month's time, if you're just like, yeah, I just skipped, I, I'm out. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, classic
3: Johnson. No, you no, know? I won't do that. I, I just okay. don't want to be that sappy guy It's like,
4: yeah, I love her, we're so in love with you. <laughs> oh my god so you guys have like a little ceremony or is it just like sign the paperwork well uh for yeah. now
3: yeah yeah we're, right now we're doing the paperwork just so i can stay legally we're definitely gonna do something i think we might focus more on the honeymoon than the
1: yeah ceremony that's <laughs> what you should do yeah that's exactly yeah. what you should do like uh, joey you guys you guys had a big wedding yeah
3: or
4: yeah i mean it was it was wasn't too big uh, we definitely yeah. like spent way under what well, I think you you would hear right. spend um, we find a lot of ways to like sort of cut corners and do this and that but yeah it was we probably spent I don't know it's probably under 20 oh shit, yeah.
1: <clears throat> that's that's good but yeah
4: I mean if you you know if you guys aren't into it want to spend it more on the honeymoon I think that's a pretty good choice
3: yeah yeah i mean we just i don't know we don't have a lot of family that we particularly <laughs> want to call to come you know fly over here <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I've got
1: where would you go for your honeymoon you've been everywhere
3: yeah i don't know i have to think of something totally new I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah, is, yeah maybe australia we haven't done that yet okay cool yeah Neither of us have been there or New Zealand.
4: I would say New Zealand,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've Never been there either. Uh, so, Maddie, moving on to you, man. So, uh, uh
5: well, I'm not getting married, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, don't really work in my field. So, uh, I'm, just <laughs> uh, uh, I'm just a supervisor at H&M. Uh, finally. I am happy that I am finally making. I can save money and I'm comfortable right now, so that's yeah, nice. That's good. Um, uh, uh, I mean, the job's okay. I mean, it's 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 to get somewhere else. There's a lot of internships you can take through the company that are more art. Art influence, so hopefully maybe something comes with that. Who knows, I might end up working in the fashion industry, but that would be weird. Because if you guys know me at all, uh, I'm not very fashion-oriented. It's a lot of black and blue jeans and black shoes, so, you know. Uh, But uh, for dreams, I mean, I hope, I'm kind of, I would love to be illustrating and just doing freelance and being my own boss kind of thing, which is slow going, but starting to get back into it. And also, maybe this podcast that we've all been working on can become something cool as well, because I oh, yeah. love talking to you guys, and if someone wanted to hand me a paycheck to talking to my best friends, then fuck yeah, let's do that, man.
1: Exactly, yeah. I've been trying to bust my ass to get this shit to happen. <laughs> I want to get paid it's to be a Superhouse member. Off. Yeah, we'll yeah see. right?
5: It's about time.
1: <laughs> we this all knew this.
5: We'll sp- this time we won't spend it all on kegs.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah
5: yeah 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 I mean we might who knows
0: but.
1: <laughs> oh man yeah we'll see <laughs>
0: yeah
3: <laughs> uh, by the way speaking of uh, Yukiko's uh, podcast they kinda up the game on the the podcast images so we gotta come up with some ideas
1: for a That's new true. new and improved image what are your ideas Johnson
3: Uh, the last one, the one we had before is basically Superhouse Blown Up the Streets.
0: I mean, we need to do that.
3: (laughs) 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 Yeah, we need need to have something, maybe we need like a a character, some kind of Superhouse mascot or something (laughs) like that, you know, kind of five of us could come together or six, seven of us, however many, I don't even know. Come yeah, together they, and become one super being, what would it look like? You
5: know? And then then that super being had sex with the devil. Oh, <laughs> okay. And then, while having sex we fused with the devil. <laughs> Johnson go now, sketches. I need to
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh man. Yeah, it's gotta incorporate like maybe like retro video game styles and elements, perhaps.
1: We all love that shit, yeah. yeah. They all like
4: some, some little 8-bit characters of us or
3: something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, yeah,
4: yeah, yeah.
1: Johnson, just make it a cross between Chaken the Forever Man, yeah. and, <laughs> and and uh, and uh, Altered Beast.
3: Oh, dude, yeah. That's
1: the most cool. metal yeah. games of all time.
3: Oh, dude, what about an image? that's like that Altered Beast, uh, you know, when he fucking becomes... The beast basically.
1: <laughs> No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Blue screen with the fire and yeah. Know. And it oh, just he's
5: holding super house, just holding a yeah. super house, solid. Oh, like it's like some, <laughs> uh, like I have the power kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> no, but, they,
5: but uh, their logo is on point. I saw it. It's and I was good. Like, oh.
3: Really good. Yeah. I was if like, you, you are—you're only one but,
5: podcast in, and you got a fucking badass logo. I yeah.
3: know. The arms right. race has begun.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're very professional about the emails too. To me, they're like, we—we uh, we talked about this. It's at this time code, and then at this time code, and we have—we have the Google Drive doc here. Here's a link you've been shared, and uh, just like they're—they're fu- they're fucking really like they're on point, and they're only two in. Mm.
3: They're they really—they learn, learn from the best
1: yeah exactly that's that's what it is we have Google Docs too they just don't know about it yeah.
5: yeah and we had it before right
1: yes we did actually we did we did we did
3: okay
1: have we been using it a whole lot not a no. whole lot not a whole lot until now but I think we are now
3: <laughs> oh Andrew that reminds me we should get on a uh, like a newsletter mass email like uh, MailChimp or something
1: what would we say in that though? That's what I. That's what I want to ask. Know, like
3: a brief overview of the episode, and I mean we have one every week, so you know, main thing you get our listeners, you get their emails, or they submit the emails. I mean, and then it just automatically sends the message.
1: Yeah, I'm that really, sounds like, to good. SoundCloud. Our show notes and shit. Yeah. yeah. That sounds good. We, uh, yeah, we could do that. I think that's good. Just an idea. Yeah. I'm in. I think we need to do basically everything on the internet (laughs) to uh, (laughs) to to get this thing really going. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Like we we've kind of have like every uh, major uh, social media thing now too. So uh, I mean that's one more thing we got to do. Yeah. Um, since I've been editing, speaking of all this stuff, just a real quick tangent. Since I've been editing this uh, Japan video I made, quick plug. That's coming soon. I sort of kind of handed off the metal video to Stefan. He seemed cool with it, I think. So uh, he says he's probably going to have that next week at some point.
3: Cool
2: metal video.
1: Yeah, the
3: video game. Yes.
1: So for the listener, just to explain one more time, we have a video coming out very soon. Uh, That is us basically just recording our video and audio from our google hangouts to talk about the most metal video games of all time and pretty much most of these are retro video games i think some of them like dark souls are new but uh... yeah it's just like that and it's uh... should be good and i i haven't seen stefan's edit yet but uh... i'm sure it'll be great
0: Indeed.
1: and we have a few other things coming up Um and in November we should have a video or early December or so we should have a video about Rome so super houses everywhere guys
5: about Rome I don't know
1: anything about this oh well I'm going to Rome in uh on the weekend of Thanksgiving because I already got paid vacation so and Johnson's probably gonna show up I think oh, shit Sure.
4: Okay.
1: hopefully and Joey too. Joey Joey might may or may not. I don't know.
4: Yeah, I've uh, expressed interest. So yes. we'll we'll look into it on my end for sure.
1: Yes, we're looking into at least 3 members here. And uh we'll go from there. My ticket's already bought, so at least I'll uh, I'll at least record some shit if everything else falls through.
4: So do we want to talk about your Japan trip or did you want to wait for like uh the videos or
1: uh, we can do that now if you want. That was scheduled for later. Uh, Johnson, do you want to go into your section now or do Japan trip first? I mean, my section really isn't anything. So. <laughs> okay, so. What are you so...
5: talking about? It's all I have
0: in the world. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how long this section is going to be, but I recently went to Japan. If you've been checking out Instagram, uh, our name is Super House Podcast on Instagram. There's been a lot of videos on there and uh, I recorded another video that will be on YouTube soon I already have a rough cut of that about the top nerd spots in Tokyo Um, and I went there basically to hang out to hang out I actually went last September Um, I for the listener I've been a Japanophile my whole life and uh, I've been going I lived there from 2006 to 2009 right after college hung out with Johnson a couple times there as well and uh, and I when I went in September of last year, I went all sightseeing, no hanging out. So I was kind of by myself for most of it, just going to temples and forests and bamboo forests and shit. Uh, and then, like, this trip was no sightseeing, really, and all just hanging out, getting drunk every night. <laughs> it was like what I needed at the end of the last trip. Yeah. And I got a super cheap cheap ticket. I will divulge that it was about $480 round trip. Wow. So Damn. you sometimes find those deals from L.A. because other than Hawaii, L.A. is one of the closest places in America to Japan. So I found some deals and I went. It was just after Golden Week in Japan, which is like a spring break, but for adults and children. So I think it being the week after that, made it easier, made it cheaper to go, and uh, that's why I went, and uh, I don't know, other than that, what do you guys, do you guys have any, like, (laughs) questions or anything?
3: Well, I saw you went to some places we both went to when I met you there.
1: Probably, yeah.
3: Yeah, in Akihabara, you went to Super Potato, of course. Yeah, so. It's like a museum to old video games, except it's all for sale, amazing.
1: Yeah, so this is uh, kind of... Yeah, so this is one of the... This is the first spot we go to in the video. Uh, it's in Akihabara, which is like a, the nerd district of Japan... Well, of Tokyo. Maybe of all the country. Uh, I say nerd district because it's known for... it's One of the other yeah. names for it is, is Electric Town, which is like electronics, video games, anime, manga, everything. Like, it's known as like otaku culture. Like, the whole district of this... Tokyo is devoted to that stuff and this store is just retro games but what's great about it it's not just it's hardly any American shit its retro Japanese shit so it's even more interesting and I don't know just going there I love going there I just like I like walking around it and you can buy a Sega Saturn for forty (laughs) dollars you know like just shit like that. The top floor has a Street Fighter 2 arcade machine and a few other things like Neo Geo shit and uh, yeah I'd love it. It's great. It's great. I go every time. And uh, yeah and then I went to Ikebukuro and a few other places. Not gonna. I don't want to give away the whole thing but uh, that was basically it. Um, Joey were you able to see the rough cut? I was able to see the rough cut um, I have a question for
4: from the video what is the wonder swan
1: okay <clears throat> the wonder swan is a portable system that was from Bandai and it was supposed to compete against the Game Boy uh, it was very cheap at the time it was released in 1999 and the system when it was new was fifty dollars Oh, wow. Also, you could play it horizontally or uh, vertically. It was one of the first systems to do that. And the guy that created the Game Boy and the Virtual Boy created the system. He was fired, I think. The rumor is because he created the Virtual Boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so he, he was fired and went to Bandai, I believe. That's how it went. And then uh, created the Wonder Swan. And it was a portable system that was actually pretty popular in Japan, but never came out in America. And Joey's asking about that because there's one shot of it in Super Potato in the movie, or in the video.
4: What type of games did it have? Did it have like any sort of franchise games, the sort of we would know? or?
1: Yes, yes it did. It had Final Fantasy. I think it had Brave Friends of Musashi, like a version of that. Um, <clears throat> I could be wrong about that. But it had like a lot of uh, Squaresoft support and um, a lot of major titles actually. But... Um, for some reason it just never saw the light of day in America. And you can emulate it on your computer, uh, but you gotta keep in mind that you have to have at least some Japanese knowledge. Because there was never an English version for any of the games.
4: And what were the graphics based on? Were they like Game Boy, Game Boy Advance?
1: Yeah, you are looking at like uh in between Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance, probably. Okay. And there was a color version. And yeah, that's that's yeah. I never had one, but I've played the emulators a lot. <laughs> okay.
4: I thought it might have been like something where it was like in Japan, Game Boy Advance was called the Wonder Swan or no, something st- like kinda like how the Famicom Super Famicom is for Nintendo, Super Nintendo in Japan.
1: No, same name but but it wasn't Nintendo. It was it was actually uh it was actually Bandai, which is weird. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Namco 2 because they kind of like merged. But, but yeah, and, and yeah, I've apparently, I, there's a there's a YouTube channel I watch a lot called uh, Metal Jesus Rocks. He's it's not a Christian channel. He just has that name because he has long brown hair and he likes metal. But it's about retro games, and he just recently released a Wonder Swan buying buying guide. And that's where I'm getting half my knowledge I'm giving you now but uh, yeah it's uh it was like $50 apparently when it was new that's why it was sold a lot.
5: Hmm. If they do something like that now that'd be wonderful.
1: <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. I'm just going to uh,
5: Andrew. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the shout out and showing some aliens and predator figures. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Theater? Yeah.
5: Uh, the only th- I, like, I thought the video was great It just uh, made me really want to go And visit which I already want to but There's just more of a reason at least I now Know places to go well actually I'll Be like hey Andrew want to go to Japan because I'm Going but at least yeah. I know Some places to actually go check out because I Literally know nothing about it so It was interesting to watch the video and just kind of see Like spots you fit hit up before and Stuff you're really into
1: Yeah like one of my things Is like like Johnson, like all of us, like I really love travel. I I like that. I I like to think that that's like a theme of Superhouse and to make a travel video that was like pretty cool. It was pretty cool.
5: Yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Sure. Yeah.
1: Um, I'll be releasing that this week, so it's May twenty second now. So uh, hopefully by the time you listen to this, that video has been released. Um. Another thing. Yeah, keep going. Go, go <laughs> ahead, Joe. Uh,
4: travel videos. I'm um, going to be going to work uh, starting June 5th through probably the 27th of June uh, in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Nice. I, uh, definitely try and uh, have a few videos come out from my little travels there from being at work. So cool. stay tuned.
1: That would be great. Yeah, put it on um, – well, do whatever you want. But there, there is – everybody at Superhouse – the, the, there's a youtube.com slash superhouse podcast. We all have our own playlists, so hopefully we're going to start populating those more and more as well. Or Instagram or whatever.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean, if more people knew about this place, I would do a video of here. but <laughs> Dude,
1: but that's yeah, fine. You, can do you it should. Yeah. You should. I don't know anything about Latvia other than what you told me.
3: Sure, sure.
4: Yeah, buddy. Do
1: that. Yeah,
3: my- my pepaw'll be here at the end of the month so that'll be a good excuse.
4: Really? Yeah.
5: I thought you said Peapod, and I was like what the fuck's a pepod? No. Yeah. <laughs> I was like pee-paw. no way let me rethink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is your dad, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, I remember dude, I met your dad, man. We walked out of the car, like took one step and your dad was like want a beer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like yes I do. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then he kept talking about about government conspiracy shit, and I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit, who is this guy?"
2: <laughs> yeah, he's crazy.
1: I don't even want to go. He was like, "You know what happened at Area 51, right?" <laughs> <laughs> but just for the listener, nope. he's not
3: like a crazy wacko. He actually is. He's military his whole life. He's you know intel, that crap. So he's
1: which but gave it no, more
3: no Area 51. Stuff. there's no real
1: <laughs> more validity to a story you know
3: really
5: <laughs> he's
1: trying to bury it bury it man
3: yeah
5: uh andrew you should like tag this as area 51 secrets uh, uh,
3: undisclosed <laughs> on Super oh, House
5: podcast.
3: <laughs> Ten thousand so listeners. listeners
5: yeah <laughs> yeah wait you guys didn't say anything about it yeah but we got you
1: <laughs> yeah exactly it hey, worked didn't it episode. Oh my God! There's a couple things I want to say about Japan, like just small, small things. Uh, Nothing like huge culture shock type stuff, but like, like one thing that I noticed since I I noticed in September that I kind of forgot about, because when I when I I lived in Japan from 2006 to 2009, I moved back, and then I hadn't been back until last September, so like a good like five years or so, and one thing i had forgotten about was like like let's say for example there's a ramen shop right next to a McDonald's okay right next to each other same street they share a wall you walk into the ramen shop you kinda get a look like I wasn't prepared for this or what's this guy doing here or something like that okay they're like just totally not ready and then when you go into the McDonald's, they're like, they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> like, yeah, I have no problem seeing this happen. Like, there's, and they're kind of more prepared to sp- try to speak English and shit like that, but they could be sharing the fucking exact same same wall. And then, like, I don't know, I just thought that was so weird. Like, it, like, I, what I told Johnson before, I don't know if I told you guys, but Japan and Asia in general are really big about like what's allowed in a certain place. Like some guy that told me he told me uh, like prostitution's illegal in Japan, except for in a whorehouse. Yeah,
0: right.
1: <laughs> Gambling's illegal except for in a casino. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. Everything so like has its place. Yeah. everything has its place. So like like McDonald's like if you see a foreigner there, like that's that's the place, or a Starbucks or something, it's just like it feels a bit racist, but it's it's different than American racism. But it's yeah, it's definitely interesting to note.
3: Indeed.
1: Indeed. Uh,
3: Bush, is that giant Gundam still over at a uh, what is it, Odabe?
1: Odaiba? Odaiba. Or... Uh I've never seen it. I have a friend that's seen it. Um, I think it still is up, and there's also a Godzilla up in Shinjuku. Oh <laughs> nice. Yeah, like they have it like like it's attacking the city or something. I, so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Maddie would go to that shit immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we just landed. Where's the Godzilla? <laughs> yeah, dude, take
5: me to it. <laughs> I can't wait for that new Toho Godzilla. So excited for it.
1: This should be good, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: We'll
1: no, I feel you. like
5: I would be like, oh, man, if I win, it would be – I'd, like, want to go to the video game district, and I'd, like – I wouldn't buy anything. I would just be in awe. Like, you, like if we ever went, you'd have to film my face, like <laughs> – Yeah. But – uh, because uh, it would be, like, someone's first time there. <laughs> like, cause I don't really know much about the culture or anything, and I'm not, like – not that I'm against any of it. It's just nothing that, like – I know Andrew's really big into it. I've just never, like – latched on to it um but then like my next stop would be like right after that it's like we're going to the suicide force dude i want to be so creeped out like we have to go
1: oh my god but, but i have no andrew desire like,
5: yeah andrew was like where should i go in japan like when he was making this video and my my first response was suicide force go now <laughs> like i just no. want to see it man it just sounds so crazy like johnson have you been to it
3: Oh no! I mean, it's way out somewhere.
1: Yeah, I think it's near Mount Fuji. I think, but it's yeah. it's, what, it's what
3: uh, is a lot of excuses. <laughs> hey,
5: I'm, I'm in this foreign country, and I could go do this thing. <laughs>
1: it hasn't it hasn't like gained popularity until recently. Like I've been going yeah. to Japan for years, and I never even heard about it.
5: What? They just had uh, come out. Like I heard about it. Yeah, I heard about it like a while ago, but I watch a lot of like ghost shit and stuff, and I'm into weird, culty, weird shit, so that's like mm-hmm. definitely popped up on my radar a couple times. But Have you yeah, seen? The movie The Forest is also a piece of shit, so. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Have you I seen The Hornets, suicide? dude? The what?
1: There's hornets in some forests, not the suicide forest, but like it's nightmare fuel. There's. Oh, yeah, but a giant. Yeah. Like you're talking I don't care. like. I don't want to see any. Humongous, prehistoric-looking hornets that will haunt your dreams. Like you'll you need you need immediate atten- like medical attention if you get stung. Like you wow. could seriously die. Like they're they're insanely big and they're only in like w- one or two forests in Japan. Like it's crazy.
4: Burn that forest down.
1: <laughs> God, it's it's nuts, dude. Japan's home to some weird shit. <laughs> or captured in your pokeball <laughs> yeah exactly
4: so I kinda of thought that, that worked out real well <laughs> <laughs> yeah what were you saying Joe? So? I interesting it's in my home, my hometown of uh, Durham and um, you guys have probably seen these videos and probably the listeners as well just over the years on the internet of like um, box trucks you know like U-Haul trucks like you see a video of like a bridge and you see a U-Haul truck coming towards the bridge and like it just gets like cleaved in on the top of it. Mm. Like it, it, yeah. it's like the bridge is too low, the truck's too high and it just smashes into the bridge and stops or like – it's called like – it's dubbed like the can opener. Mm. Yeah. It like p- peels back the top of the trucks or whatever. You guys seen these videos?
3: Yeah. No, not exactly.
4: Okay. I can imagine. Yeah, check them out, I mean, there's there's a whole thing, but I just found out that that bridge is in downtown Durham, uh, which I've driven under many a time, and I uh, just found that out on the news, um, but yeah, these videos have been around, and I was like, oh man, it looks like some place, like, I don't know, somewhere, but did not know that it was in my hometown of Durham. Crazy.
1: My my town, my hometown of Griffin, Georgia, is known for having this sign that says, "If you hit this sign, you will hit that bridge."
4: Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it on Reddit, man. It's hilarious. Johnson, did you read some Buzzfeed shit?
3: Oh, is it my act like a crutchety old man section?
1: Yeah, basically. So uh <laughs> I
4: don't like stuff. Yeah.
1: So so for the three listeners we had before, um, I wanted to say that uh we've had sex up until this point, but uh it's reaching to a, a level to where uh Johnson's running out of stories. So <laughs> as if you've listened to Johnson and Bush, you might have realized that Johnson has some uh very <laughs> On PC views, and this might actually go along with uh, what uh, Adam Carolla has said <laughs> a couple times, a time or two, yeah. be- a time or two before. So, uh, <laughs> so
3: yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I, I, you know, I always like Adam Carolla. We, I think, we agree on a lot. We have a lot in common. Uh, so should I just hop right into it?
1: Like, yeah, so what Johnson is doing right now is that he's going through BuzzFeed and checking out the top shit. You know, always- just to just to comment on it.
3: <laughs> um if you guys want to get on and see if he sees feel free. Uh, oh, here we go. A plus size model plays Joe's Jonas Love Interest in his new video and it's hot AF. <laughs> and underneath underneath in small text it says so fucking hot so
1: How plus actually, is she though, dude?
3: Oh actually it's your girl.
1: Oh it's fucking uh uh Ashley Graham?
3: Ashley yeah, Graham. Yeah. now she's hot. She's she's like healthy looking. She's not like seriously guys, look up Tess holiday This is the one I was talking about before. Look her up and tell me your thoughts
1: yes I, this is from another johnson and bush episode again for the listener this is a uh, we have a couple spin-off podcasts um the first one was johnson and bush the second one was camera noise which is uh Steph and santa cruz who's not here today and maddie that's here right now um they uh, have they have a duo session uh and then we have uh intergalactic circus which is yukiko and rachel Rachel's never been on Super House, but she's been on. She's a co-host of uh, of Intergalactic Circus, so we have these uh, a lot of spinoff podcasts, and maybe we'll try to clean that up for everybody in the future. But for right now, we're all kind of sharing the same stream. But you should be able to kind of know exactly what you're listening to by this title. <laughs> okay. But uh, I said in the previous podcast that I felt that she was. She's almost too good looking for it to even be progressive. Yeah. Right. Like she's she's Ashley Graham. Okay. Ashley Graham is like she's been on she's like the top plus size model. She's been on like the cover of uh Sports Illustrated and shit. And she uh she said I mean not she said, but she uh she's like too good looking for for it to even be considered progressive. Like she's like super hot, but just kinda sort of big bigger big yeah. for a model big for a model she's just
3: right she's just like a regular chick who's a bit thick and it's still hot like yeah there's there's no like pushing the envelope really but Tess Holiday, on the other hand is a <laughs> gargantuan
1: whale monster
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I mean wait, 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 wait.
1: that's okay. what I wanted to hear Johnson
3: a plus size lady <laughs>
1: no keep going man
3: I, I, dude she's big she's too big she's like no she's
1: on. she's too big for my personal taste but for yes most of the world's taste she's too big <laughs> johnson said wish, keep going I wish, sorry
3: i wish men would just admit it that like you know she's too fucking big like this isn't my like, okay yeah if beauty is a Socially constructed, whatever. Of course it is. We have to fucking look at each other. Of course we would <laughs> choose what's <hot> or not. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Yeah, I get it. I I like that. There's like a bit of like Ashley Graham. Like she's good. The te- yeah, I understand the Tess Holiday thing, but I don't know. She's it's just
3: uh, at its best. You know, it's just like it's like here, boys. Here's a really fat girl. Like. You know, And then they watch your reaction really intensely, like, what are you going to say? It's like, oh, yeah, she's beautiful, I guess. You know, she's not really my thing, but she's beautiful. Like, <laughs> no, she's like uh, rolls upon rolls.
4: <laughs> I mean,
3: let's just all be honest here.
4: Joey, yeah. Maddie, any thoughts? <laughs> no, I mean, she's definitely... Dude, I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> But no, I mean, I think she's she's definitely pretty, and I mean, if it, she has a pretty face, if it, yes. If it's working for her, then I mean, let her, you know, let her, let her do it. But, Tess um, holiday, right? Yeah. Now, I mean, is it? I don't know. I, I is don't this going to go on
3: your wall? Is this bank bank material?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
1: He says. <laughs> 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 Joey's I, a mean, I'm a
4: fan of all. Time.
3: That's right. That's right. That's right. I know. I don't want to. I'm not. I'm not here to like shit all over large people. It's fine. But you know, just it is tokenism. Let's at least admit admit that.
1: By tokenism, can you explain what you mean exactly?
3: Well, I mean essentially like. Uh, God, how can I explain this without like indicting myself? <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: already done, man.
3: It's basically like, yeah, here's a lineup of beautiful models, like, thin, attractive women, like we're used to. But then, you know, we're progressive. We constantly have to change things, right? So then they throw into the mix. Here's something you traditionally, you you know, before you would never find attractive. You would not, you know, maybe a few guys, of course. But it's like they put it into the mix and... It's supposed to be on the same level, which it's obviously not. (laughs) But, um, you know. You think of it like, uh, here's a litter of puppies. Now we're going to put a kitten
4: in there. (laughs) What? what? I mean, I I think that it's good that, like, you know, we can can see something a little different in that this uh, lady of this size can play in the same game as the size twos or size zeros. You know, I know it's it's not what we've seen and have been told to like, but it's good to see something uh, you know, different. Like all all sizes can play.
3: But is she really playing? Isn't it kind of like, you know, the special kid they put in on the <laughs> team? <laughs> you know, it's like let it pass the ball to him every once in a while. Just make him feel like he's part of it, you know?
1: I will say I feel like this is a slightly different topic but I think that there's a disconnect between what girls are generally considering as attractive and what guys actually like because a lot of a lot of girls look to these it, seemingly I'm gonna say seemingly from my perspective I could be wrong but there's this like perspective that like a lot of uh, girls look to like models like runway models and Calvin Klein or whatever the fuck you know that kind of shit. Yeah, they think that like that's the pinnacle of beauty. Whereas guys don't give a shit. <laughs> w- look at the Calvin Klein model or whatever compared to a porn star model. A porn <laughs> star. These bodies are totally different. Yeah. And which what got what are <laughs> this probably really fits in with what Adam Carolla probably thinks, but, <laughs> but like what are guys gonna be more attracted to? I mean, fucking seriously now yeah but I mean, girl was, girls don't watch well girls do watch porn more than I like to admit, but it's it's seem look I'm gonna say seam I'm saying seems. it seems like they're paying more attention to the runway model type than the porn stars that guys actually give a shit about sure,
3: and I like both those body types. it's just uh you know again, when I think about it like on the world scale, it's like if I look at the girls here, there's not a fat one among them same in japan that's the thing what if you showed this test holiday to a group of girls in japan what would be their initial reaction
1: i mean yeah they would say she's really big and <laughs> it's weird that she's popular probably i'm just yeah. guessing but uh and they would say like again i'm i'm american kind of guessing i've been dealing with japanese people for a while now but i feel like they'd be like model should be kind of like more of a pinnacle of human genetics
3: <laughs> well that's why it's a model a model is <laughs> yeah. something that is what you're supposed to i mean you're not supposed to like, aspire to but it is supposed to be perfected you know
1: yeah Where, yeah yeah
3: you know the human being
1: yes. idealized
3: right that's that's why it's a model a model version of something like a model of a car, and this this is going to be you know top of the line
1: this this transfers into like even the comic book conversation they're like the you know like storm or Wonder Woman isn't like a realistic body type and it's like well, of course not bro they're this is a, this is a fantasy here like even their body type is a fantasy like if Superman had a beer gut, I would kill myself right like superman's got to be ripped to shreds you know yeah. all of them got to be
3: yeah the worst was like tomb raider why does she not uh, have a real world body well it's because the girl fucking rock climbs and fucking like, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah 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 like, yeah swings from vines and climbs trees and fucking all that like she's gonna be fit be- fit people do exist
1: they are, they are, believe it or not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. You exist in the world. Like... I feel like Maddie and Joey are just biting their tongues, man. <laughs> that's what it seems. Like. Come I'm on, just, uh, no commentary, shit.
5: I mean, uh, I don't know, man. It's just he's talking get
3: laid, That's
5: it. <laughs> I'm just in the realm of you know whatever. Like I don't know this person. I don't care what she does with her life. It's not a big thing for me. Well, ultimately, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and I just, I don't know. It's just. It's just it's weird to, to like pick out like body types like I wouldn't be with this kind of person or I wouldn't be with that or I don't like this kind of person or this. I for me personally I've just kind of been, you know, whatever comes my way and if they strike me as someone who's like fun to be around then yeah fuck why not. I mean if it's what's considered plus size to you know super thin that's like almost unhealthy because you know I've kind of dated like both ends of that spectrum where it's like someone who's, like, like looks unhealthy is just like, I can't, like, like this person I will take out and eats a lot, but they just have a high metabolism, but they're super thin. And it's like, that's weird. But then it's like, you got someone who's a little bigger, and then it's like, oh, she eats too much. And it's like, well, I mean, fuck, man. You know, like, my metabolism, like, I don't look like Andrew at fucking all, man. Like, Andrew's, like, fucking pretty fit, and I'm not, you know? So, I don't know. It's just, I... I mean, it, this makes for a very good, like, conversation to have, but at the same time, I just don't think I give a shit that much about it anymore. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, mean I, I definitely have, like, a type or, like, something I go after, but I'm also not opposed to seeing what a person's all about and being generally surprised. I recently went through, I guess, like, some depression and got a, and gained a lot of weight, and then I lost it, um, and, you know, if that's what you want to do... if just do what makes you happy. If you don't feel happy with the body type you are, then do something about it. And if you're happy with who you are, fucking rock it till till you're done because we only get one chance at this man, at this life. So have fun doing it. And if you want to be a big plus-size model and fucking rock it every day, fucking do it. I give no shits about it.
1: No, I get that. Like, obviously, like, like, well, Tess Holly is a different story, but, like, Ashley Graham <laughs> or somebody like that, it's like I could definitely use a little bit more of that because I – like yeah, like curves. In my opinion, are a good thing, and uh, I could definitely live with more of that. But uh, like, what kind of like is there a body type you generally go towards? Like skinny girls, sort of chubby, or what, uh, uh, Maddie?
5: Oh, I, dude, I don't. Know. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been in that game. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh my god! Um, I, Come on. Uh,
5: I don't know. I guess recently for me, like, girls that have been attracted to me and that have just, like, sought me out have been, like, very thin. Yeah. Um, and I've just kind of just been like, all right, cool. Like, let's just do this and see what happens. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I've been very, like, not into, like, going out or anything, so I haven't really been on the look for anything. Like, don't get me wrong. There's, like, there's like that moment where I'm like, I need things right now in my life. But, just, <laughs> Oh distiller I like really haven't been like looking for anything. I mean, honestly if someone just wants to sit down and watch a fucking horror movie with me, we're in. Good job. Let's go. Let's start dating. You know. Uh I don't know. But it meant basically for me it's been a lot of uh really thin uh some people consider like like girls that would be like, Oh, you don't eat enough. Like you need a fucking cheeseburger, like they say that shit and I'm like But no, like we go out to eat all the time. She's just really thin. I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah. So for the listener, I think the reason that these skinny girls are attracted to Maddie is because he has one luscious beard. That's probably, that's probably true. <laughs> um, <but.
5: laughs> I've had this shit for ages, <laughs>
1: and it's just now in fashion. Yeah. I was the only guy at Superhouse with no beard for a while, and everybody was like, "Bush, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Girl a fucking beard."
4: Maddie, when's the last time you uh, had a nice little clean face? Um, I got in a bike
5: accident, and I got a big scar under my chin, and I had to—I uh, was in the hospital. I got hit by another uh, bicyclist. I'm um, going the wrong way. Um, and
4: uh, are you still there? I'm still here. Yeah, yeah. I think oh, Andrew. Okay.
5: Um but I got hit by another cyclist, and um, had this big cut under my chin, like I could stick. Like, like hat, like not like the tip of my finger into it. Um, mm-hmm. so had to cut my. <laughs> so I'm sitting there and like, oh, we need you to trim your. We're gonna have someone come in and trim your beard down, because we have to stitch that up. And I was like, okay. This lady walks in with like a barbasol can and a fucking like just, just a razor, and it was oh, like, yeah. okay, I'm ready. I was like, fuck no, someone go get me some scissors right now, because you got to cut this shit before you can just start shaving this shit yeah. off. Like, yeah. This thing was fucking massive, probably, definitely one of the long, longest, one of the, definitely one of the longer beards I've had, um, but uh, that was the last time I had to cut it off, and, like, I was going to keep my mustache, just because I was like, I've never just had a mustache, <laughs> but I saw, like, there was a red mark, and I thought I got cut there, too, so I shaved that off, and then it wasn't, it was just, like, a little, like, red bruise or some shit, so, but that, I don't know how long ago that was.
4: Is that like Chicago?
5: That was Chicago. It was oh. like the last bike accident I had there. So, but yeah, I don't. Sometimes it gets luscious and sometimes it's not. Sometimes I cut it short. <laughs> but.
1: Oh man, good talk. Good talk. I thought
5: we, I thought, I thought we were going to talk about the Jonas Brothers. I didn't think <laughs> this was going to happen.
1: Wait, what about the Jonas Brothers?
3: I don't know nothing about him. I thought Johnson was going to, like... Oh, well, uh, that your like their new... girl was in a video as his love interest. That's what That's actually great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I ultimately don't care. But I still can't help but see things for what they are. It's the tokenism. She's, you know, to make the fat girls happy and get their clicks. <laughs>
4: Oh man! Someone's gotta
5: say
3: it. Gotta be Johnson. Johnson. Johnson's gonna say. say I'm not apologizing anymore, ladies. Anybody? I don't give a shit.
1: Johnson (laughs) wins. When did you first realize PC? That's not for me.
3: Oh, I knew it like back in high school when they tried it in the '90s. (laughs) Like you know, I was a kid that grew up listening like Carlin and all those guys, and he even back then he was like yo, there's some stupid shit going on. People are trying to change your language and trying to soften everything. But ultimately, they're just trying to, you know, suppress speech and thought and I don't know.
1: (laughs) I get it. I get it. I mean, I think everybody has on PC thoughts. I mean, that's just what humans, that's what being human is. That's the thing. Yeah. It
3: just denies human. Yeah. It just really turns a blind eye to humanity. It doesn't really do anything. It doesn't move anything forward. It doesn't move any conversation forward. It just has us all acting like drones, essentially, just saying this, you know, new speak <laughs> that really just doesn't say anything. Like,
1: I think the the internet too is making us all kind of have a similar experience and uh
3: Oh yeah. Well, the internet is the battleground for all this shit right now. It's
1: <laughs> It's better than it was in the past, I guess. Sure. Yeah. S- <laughs> yeah. Stupid YouTube comments versus uh Well, the other thing is
3: just in the states it's just like I mean, obviously we're a very polarized country and it just keeps getting pushed further and further out, and there's just no real conversations happening, no real solutions. There's people on one side saying this is fucked up, and people on this side saying this is fucked up. And it's like, well, what's the compromise? What's the solution? And they're not interested in that. All they're interested in is just putting each other down, which I guess that's exactly what I was doing, but whatever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, you
3: can't win you can't win nowadays
1: like there's there's no word for political correctness in Japanese because oh,
3: yeah that's yeah that's a country where people have real conversations it's like this is what I think here it is out of my mouth
1: well oh, that's, that's that's true and not true I think that they're not saying some things not out of fear of being on PC they're just saying it they're not saying it out of politeness. Yeah, you're out right. Out of politeness, you're but right.
3: you're right. You're right. Oh, there's
1: right. you're you're talking about a country with like almost no racial diversity and no history of racial diversity. So there's there's literally no word for PC for political correctness. So um, you try to explain this to Japanese people, and sometimes they just like don't get it. They some people do, especially people in Tokyo, but uh, Yeah, it's just a totally different thing. Like, can you imagine growing up in a country where talking to somebody that's not your race, uh and doesn't speak your language fluently like happens like once or twice in your life. Yeah. Like that's in twenty sixteen that's there's still a shitload of people like that in Japan. Yeah. So that's just how it goes. But uh of course we're different, so there you go. Well the other
3: thing to note that this notion of PC doesn't even exist outside of you know North America and Europe really
1: yeah you think it's a white guilt thing
3: oh absolutely for, for <laughs> a lot of elements of it yeah sure.
1: yeah 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 uh, when it comes yeah. to
3: body sizes that's just like
1: that's a whole other thing <laughs> yeah I think that that whole body acceptance thing is fairly new as well even in America sure
3: all right. well it's just that you know large people are coming into a majority sort of <laughs> a majority <laughs> yeah. they got they got the they got the numbers now in america yes maybe yeah that's what i'm talking about right well that, again that's why this is kind of only an american thing for the most part north american thing
1: i heard that like again this is just a story i heard so i don't know how true it is but I think it was like in Sardinia or somewhere in like southern Europe, but like there's not really a whole lot of like going to work out. You just uh yeah. it's 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 in your day. You walk to the station, you walk to your job, you uh you help your friend out in their garden maybe on the weekend, like you're just kind of like you're active but you're not you no one goes to the fucking gym. Yeah, just, absolutely.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I was telling you about that, that before the, the whole gym culture, like I didn't yeah, it's like totally an American thing.
1: Like, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: You know, gains and going and getting <laughs> leg day and all that or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, like it. Yeah, I. You don't see that here or anywhere.
1: They eat a lot too. I think I've like well, what I've seen with Japanese people is like. When they when we go out to eat, like they order a shitload of food, man. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Like
1: more than you could ever eat. Like it's insane. Like I'm from America. Like I'm from fucking Georgia and Alabama. And like going to eat with them, it's like they just keep ordering and ordering. It's like oh my god, this shit never ends. It's fucking great. <laughs> well, dude, it's,
3: it's the food. It's the food in the states. We got some kind of chemicals, some kind of shit in the food that just fucks us up. Like uh, when I first came back to the states. When I met you in L.A., I put on a few pounds, obviously. I was not in my best shape. And it was because I still had my eating habits, like, from Korea, where I could go out and eat a lot. Uh, I didn't eat You know, not like I was eating, not like I was a fucking pig, but it was just like I wasn't really watching what I was eating. But when I came back to the States, I really had to start looking at everything. In my...
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I know, think
3: the making... other thing – sorry, Johnson. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no,
5: go ahead. Oh, well, I was just like, you live in Chicago, and I think, like, Chicago, maybe New York, you definitely have, like, there's a culture of, like – I mean, a lot of us rode bikes, but you were walking a lot oh, well, in I, Chicago. A lot, yeah. Like, you, I didn't have a car there for six years. I rode my bike for six years, or that, or I took public transportation. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, But I I feel like, you know, when you live in, like, I live in Ohio now, it's just a very culture of, we drive everywhere. That's what you do. So if you go out and you have, like, like some Chick-fil-A here and then Chick-fil-A there and then Chipotle and then something else, like, you're having, like, four meals or something, like, that shit's got calories upon calories. You're not doing anything to burn that shit off. But, like, in Chicago, you were walking or riding everywhere because that was, like, your main mode of transportation there. And... It's it's sad that like a lot of cities aren't built around where you could ride a bike or have the opportunity to maybe do something that's considered more of a healthy way of travel. Totally. Um, because everything's so spread out. Um, I feel it, maybe in, in in some of the European cities I went to, it seems like they're more based around like taking a train or uh, you know bicycling or walking to and fro places. Um, so. I, I just, you know, America is definitely like big cities. Some big cities in America are just built to make sure you have a car to make sure the auto industry oh, is most doing well and, in you know, America. Yeah, but most I don't counts. know. I mean,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and you know what sucks? Like with the gym thing, it's like you gotta pay money to go to the gym, and then you lose like two hours out of your day. Like, the, like, when you're in the work week, those are valuable hours of your life. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I mean,
3: some people enjoy it. I mean, I get it. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's never been for me, really.
5: Yeah. Well, that's my thing, too. It's like when I was trying to lose weight, I was, like, doing all this workout stuff, and I hated it. So then I just started <laughs> watching watching what i ate because i really like riding a bicycle but like i like in my mind i have to have a destination like i have to be going somewhere i can't just like ride a bike for five hours it's like you know if it's like part of my day like oh hey i gotta go to work so i'll ride my bike to work then i will ride it back oh hey these guys are going to the bar i'll meet them at the bar you know so it's different moving from chicago to like louisville kentucky where i didn't really have like an opportunity to really ride anywhere until i moved to like bardstown which is a pretty like it's kind of like the Wicker Park of Louisville, right? But I, I just feel like dieting and like making yourself healthier, trying to, it's kind of finding what you like and trying to work with that. And you know, I don't know, man. It's just hard, and I don't like it.
3: I hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, man, I, I It it I don't I can't get over it. Like like when I'm anywhere else in the world, it's just like everybody is skinny effortlessly, and it's like. <laughs> I mean like everybody like you know large or overweight or you know definitely like morbidly obese is like the high exception
5: yeah like
3: here South Korea Japan wherever Argentina
5: when I was in Spain I'd see these like older men with these big guts but like they would be walking (laughs) around in these shorts and they'd have calf muscles like fucking (laughs) <laughs> Tour de France like fucking cyclist man and you'd be like yeah. what the fuck and it's like but I mean these guys are probably eating, like pork like fucking <laughs> pork sandwiches like fucking every day but then just Cheers, walking yeah. as well Um, but like it was just a weird thing to see like someone that, that was like and it's not like they were like overweight or anything it's just like they had like they were a little bigger guy you know well that's like, just had, like old man and seeing like yeah, yeah, I didn't see anyone yeah. like in my travels in Europe, really, that was like morbidly obese, of like what we have a lot here here in America. Yeah. Like that was a rarity there. Like I'm like you, man. Everyone I saw was like, "How? How do you do this?" <laughs> yeah, I've been hanging out with you for three days straight, and I've seen you do nothing but drink beer. Yeah, <laughs> eat well, shitty yeah. food, and you yeah. look fucking great. You know, and, and it's just like I don't know, man. I, I don't know how they do it. I mean, I mean, maybe their shitty, what I consider shitty food, is actually not as bad as. Like, as it
3: would be it's in not. America. That's the so. thing. It's not. Like, they can eat breads and fatty meats and, you know, and yeah. still be fine. Because, I mean, ultimately your body needs those things anyways in their natural state. It's just when they get pumped with fucking God knows what. Yeah. Then it fucks people up.
1: Yeah, but you become a hippie when you're like, you don't want chemicals in your food. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? Like, yeah, yeah. aren't well, you aren't you like a standard American Christian? You don't you want like man interfered food? Okay, that, that's well, there's that's there's what there. I want to say to these people. Like, <laughs> like, like, dude, if like organic is like in your in like the way you're looking at it, organic is the God made shit.
3: Yeah. Dude, just tell them you want food in America to be like it was before the '80s or late
1: '70s. Yeah, '70s yeah. is when it changed, I think.
3: Yeah, just so, tell me you want. Yeah, you want. Old American. I think a lot of
4: people see it as it being too expensive to get the uh, farm table, uh, you know, sort of organic foods. And I think a lot, you hear a lot of people like, you know, sort of the gluten free, and they sort of look at that as sort of the, you know, they go towards the gluten allergy, which may or may not, uh, you know, be an allergy, which I think at this point, uh, they're. Is uh, an allergy, but of course, you'll hear a lot of people like saying that they are allergic to gluten or whatever, you know. Yeah. But I feel like, yeah, there's just sort of like kind of demonized in a way, you know. Yeah, I it's, think it,
3: it's
4: very on, okay. No, you're seeing like a lot of different like cereals and stuff are becoming gluten free, and it's definitely making uh, things are definitely changing, yeah, I think, I, towards the better, but yeah, I mean
1: there's a bigger there's a bigger thing here too I think like if you look at Japan and Europe especially well most most countries actually that are not American Australia there's a huge food culture that existed before modern society or whatever and you have America that has like it's really young and like there's not much food culture yet it takes a while to develop and like I don't know I think there's something to just like a Japanese person following a Japanese diet they're going. They don't even give a shit if it's healthy or not. They're just trying to follow what's culturally there, and I don't know. Maybe that helps them to be skinnier, or it's more. There's less chemicals in it, or something. I don't know.
4: I think a lot of it helps to do with portions. Yes, with
1: portions. that's a big thing. Yes, portions
4: right. is a big thing in America. They want to. You know, if you go to like fucking, uh, what is it, um, Olive Garden, the, the, the Olive Garden, or the big, the big Italian restaurant. Um, Starts with an M, I'm blanking on it. Uh, uh, but they seem like they give you know. like the family size, like portions. And it's like, you know, if you get like spaghetti or whatever, it's like, you know, they're probably like, well, you, two people could eat this, or you could take yeah. the rest of it home. And it's like yeah. I don't really need all of that, but I guess sure I'll have leftovers, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. It's it's kind of like, Magiano's is the name.
1: Maggiano, right. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah.
4: But, kind of, but
3: but then again, it, it is kind of true what, what Andrew was saying earlier about there are some meals that are just gargantuan, too. And uh, I don't know. The other thing about the States is the food is, like, all basically, like, made in a factory. It's in a box, <laughs> in a can. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the ones you really have to avoid. Just anything out of a box or a can because that's something that's been...
4: Yeah, I'm full
3: of preservatives, so it can be shipped across the country. Yeah,
4: I'm mm-hmm. terrible. Like I grew up on like going to like fast food and all like the chain restaurants, and like it's hard for me to like break away from that. I am one of the people that have like a high metabolism,
5: so
1: yeah. I can
4: eat whatever and like sure. barely gain any weight. Hey you so much. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, man.
1: I'm one of those guys. Like I'll I'll gain muscle or fat very quickly. Yeah, that's how I am
3: but uh yeah yeah well that's the other thing when I go to the grocery store here there's a definitely like a stark contrast it's like there's very few boxes or cans it's mostly like shit wrapped in paper or you know in a little fresh container plastic box or something and
1: yeah, there's also like like uh, this is a side tangent, but uh, France has just now made it illegal to give away food or to uh, throw away food that is actually still good. Like oh, they, that's they'll good. they'll start to uh, uh, lower the price, and then when it gets rotten, they maybe they throw it away then. But like until the point where it's rotten, like you can you start to get it cheap, or they'll give it away to the homeless or whatever. Yeah, that's good. That's,
4: good. that's really yeah.
1: good. Yeah,
4: that's something like in in production, it's it that's a one thing we always talk about, like. We, could, we have, like, catered meals at a certain point in the day, like, sometimes it'll be at one point, sometimes it'll be at different points, depending on, like, if certain crews have come in earlier, certain crews have come in later, um, we'll have, like, a big catered meal. And so when that that meal hasn't been eaten, like, there's still leftovers, I'm, I'm not sure if the caterers do something with it, if it goes, to like, the homeless, or they sort of, you know, do what they do with it, but I think that's something we always sort of talk about, it's like, Where's the rest of this food gonna go? Are we just gonna throw it away or do we like you know, I feel like there should be some sort of like little company that's like, Hey, if you have leftover foods, like, you know, call us, we'll drive right over, take it, we'll take it to like the homeless shelter downtown or something like that. But that's always like a sort of question that comes up.
1: Yeah, they should yeah. do that.
3: Like if any anybody's worked in a restaurant, you know how much food gets thrown yeah. out yeah. every single day. Crazy. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, even if the food just went to be used for compost or for pigs to eat or fucking something, don't put it in a plastic bag and send it to a landfill.
0: Yeah.
1: Do anything with it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It'll come back to you. Yeah. It's good karma, bro.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Which one I like that sort of chemicals... Uh, my wife and I were just at Target uh grabbing food. And uh there was uh, two parents with their little kid and he's like running around. He's like Mom, I want this, I want this And the mom's like, No, that has that has high fructose corn syrup. It'll give I you cancer <laughs> And it's like it's like other things. It's like men. Like, you know, just tell the kid it's bad or no you can't have it. It's like scare right. the kid you
1: know Yeah, I don't I don't know, you know about it's, cancer. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm, I don't know about cancer, but it'll, it's not great for you. Yeah,
4: definitely <laughs> not great for you.
5: But, but how much shit of have that? Have, how, how much of that have we had in our childhood already? Too much, oh, too yeah. much. Too
1: much.
5: Yeah. Yeah. You know. So we, we, we got cancer. We
1: I think down? I think America's coming back though because you, there's these stories of uh, of McDonald's like closing stores and shit. Like they're like McDonald's is is like on not on its way out, but like they're. Like around
4: they're, the world,
1: or yeah, well, in America, like they're yeah. they're losing a lot of sales, and maybe super high me or like other internet, just general health knowledge is out there. So it's good that uh, we're seeing it kind of coming come back, but probably not to the level that Asia and Europe yeah. are at. Yeah. Like they
4: started, they started oh. putting salads in their menus, and like you know, take it with a grain of salt. But uh, you know, it seems like that they're trying to like slowly move over to. The healthier side, even though it's always going to be McDonald's, so, you know, yeah. again, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, it's not yeah, going to happen. Right.
3: But, say, the thing I worry about is, like, you were kind of touching on it, Joey's. like, I, the thing I would be afraid of, and that knowing America, they would probably do it, is making healthy foods a luxury.
4: Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. the
3: price on things that are actually
4: Yeah, like, top, if you go to you Whole know. Foods, like, <laughs> Whole Foods is apparently, like, expensive. I, I don't really go there, because that's what I always hear, but, like... Yeah. You know, I I'm trying to get better going to like some like Trader Joe's. Yeah, Trader Joe's is good. Yeah. And uh, I think there's like Gelson's, which is out here, which apparently, is another sort of uh, good, healthy grocery store. But yeah, they're they're expensive.
3: Yeah, it sucks, and that's that's I'm the, like the exact can't. opposite of what should be happening. It
1: should... Shouldn't be ah. a fucking luxury to be healthy. It really right. shouldn't. Right.
4: Truth. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh man, good little like topic. Like this is like this is the kind of shit that like sets us apart because we can talk about I love like obviously I love talking about nerd shit all fucking <laughs> all fucking day long.
3: Yeah
1: but, like we we add we add that like travel culture aspect to it and I think we set ourselves apart a little bit. So And this
3: is something I feel like, you know, you would hear on the Adam Carolla show as well.
1: Possibly, you know, yes, possibly these kind of topics. Yes. Well actually okay. I
3: have heard him talking about stuff like
1: this. Yes. And I like this, differences. Yeah. I
3: like differences in people and I just I can't turn a blind eye and just pretend like we're not fucking you know, a rich tapestry of human mm-hmm. beings. Like we're not all gray meat sacks, you know? <laughs> <laughs> can't exactly. be different and Yeah. You know.
4: As long as there's no, like, malice in it, you can kind yeah, of... Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly, right, right, right. You know, it's kind of funny, it's, you know, it's a little, you know, a little ridiculous, but, like, there's no malice in it, you know, there's no hate, hate that kind of... behind, behind that joke, you know. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just, like, he's... He's, like the guy was making fun of, like, it's hard to see black people in the dark until you see their teeth. Like, that's, that's kind of. That's some unpc PC shit, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> if some people want to say some shit about white people have small dicks or can't dance, like,
3: yeah. okay,
1: like, fucking whatever. <laughs> you like.
3: <laughs> Please send your hate mail to. Superhouse.
1: To <laughs> Superhouse podcast at gmail.com.
3: Flash yeah.
1: Andrew Bush. <laughs> and this being the episode with Adam Carolla attached to it, this is going to be the most exposed. So,
4: uh, <laughs> oh great!
1: I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry.
4: We're we're yeah, done If yet. it's this if it's
3: it. people that know Adam Carolla, they will will appreciate this whole
1: section. My views do not reflect Adam Carolla or his company, okay. or even Super House <laughs> in general. They are just mine.
3: <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be.
1: Oh my god!
5: <laughs> I can't believe I even know you too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You guys ready to move on? Johnson might check out for a little bit on this I think section. I do.
3: You can see my face is being sunbathed.
1: Okay, yeah. so John- Johnson is uh, maybe going to head out because he's in Latvia, but uh, we wanted to do we wanted to hop right. Into our nerd news section, real quick. I don't know how long this will take, but we wanted to hone it down to just two topics per week. And the first topic is going to be just real quick. Uh, we wanted to talk about the DC shakeup, which hey. is where a lot of executives have been fired, and Jeff Johns has been put in their place. See uh, you, Johnson. Out. Yeah. Later. Bye,
3: Bye Johnson. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye so what do you guys think about Jeff Johns being promoted
4: about fucking time
1: yeah I feel the same way Joey
4: I agree soon as exactly
1: yeah I, go ahead Joe go ahead, oh,
5: I just felt like after Civil War like this like bit of news came out shortly after like a week after Civil War came out and I mean it's I mean thank God whoever andy like Warner Brothers DC whoever is just like fuck yeah I, like that guy went and saw that movie and went yeah these guys get it so who can we hire that gets the DC universe and like Andrew was saying uh Jeff Johns I feel like he's written some of the great the great stories as of recently uh just Flashpoint Paradox and like the Aquaman series was really cool I only read the first volume in trade but, but the guy gets the characters he can I don't know man it's just gonna be great to see what he can do And, like, especially, like, that first movie that he has his name attached to will really set the standard, I think, for what, like, DC can be. So it's going to be really interesting to see what his name is on and, like, if they're going to go back and redo some of the scripts for, like, the Aquaman movie that's coming out and, like, some of that stuff that's already slated, like, what are they going to go back and do? Like, how is he going to be involved with some of those projects?
1: Exactly. Joey, what do you think?
4: Um... I think it's, it's it's good that they're sort of getting, a, like, a figurehead for their films. Uh, a sort of guy who's going to sort of, uh, you know, sort of direct the, uh, I guess, sort of uh, direction uh, that the film should go in. You know, just kind of have, like, one guy at the top who, who, who knows the characters, knows the comics, and... Um, and sort of, I believe, you know, with what he's done in the past can, uh, put it on the right path, you know, and, and get us some good DC movies, you know, cause the, it, it, it seems like it's just kind of been like a free for all at this point. Like you have like Zack Snyder as a director kind of going with Superman and the Batman Superman. Um, I felt when I first heard the news, like Batman Superman, it's like, ah, oh, I think it's a little too early for that, but Hey, we're, I guess we're going to do it anyway. So, okay, sure. Um, but I think it's good. We, we have a guy and sort of like put us on, you know, one path and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see good things.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see him move into, like, a Kevin Feige position, you know, Kevin Feige from Marvel. And to, it's good to see that DC is kind of like, they're seeing that, like, yes, we made a little bit of money. It wasn't a complete uh, flop, but Batman Superman didn't make the same, money that Civil War did. Civil War is the first movie of 2016 to pass the billion-dollar mark at the box office and they noticed that they noticed that type of shit and uh, you have to like set your ego aside and and I guess they when they did that they fired these executives and then they're like look we gotta get somebody in like Feige and they throw in Jeff Johns and like he's been trying to get into this position he's been working on The Flash and maybe arrow as well oh, yeah I think he's been working on Arrow maybe Supergirl I'm not sure so he's been trying to be part of this world the not just comics but the TV and film world and now he's really part of it and so to have somebody that like has that type of passion for these characters and knows DC inside and out like and to have a comic guy not a movie guy but a comic guy be ahead of this shit like that's that's what they need and it's definitely like, like as a comic fan, as a movie fan, as a comic book movie fan, it's reassuring to to hear this, and I'm really glad that they, they've done this.
5: Yeah. I mean, I definitely think, like, because I think Andrew, you were talking about, like, how DC was kind of approaching their movies with, like, a director style, like, letting the director choose the style and stuff, and I think that's fine to let a director, but I also feel like there needs to be that presence of someone who lives in that comic world and knows what's going on with the with certain characters. Because uh, John Bernthal however you say his last name, was talking about how like these characters mean something to people, and you always have to pay like tribute to these characters and like try to do your best as an actor, even a director, or even a producer. Like you can't just shit on these characters. I mean, these characters mean a lot to people, and. You know, I'm not, like, I'm not, like, the biggest Batman fan in the world. I haven't read everything, you know, or or every Wolverine comic or something like that. But, you know, the little bit I have been into um, means a lot to me, and I want to see justice done to every character that I, you know, love and have spent time reading of these great comics. And I think that's important to translate to the film universe. And I think to just disregard a lot of, like, with Snyder's, like, Superman and Batman to just disregard who these characters are, it's just a shame, and it's just, like, bad filmmaking, in my opinion, and it's, you know, I don't, like, I don't care if you want to try to reinvent the character, but there has to be some some basis in the universe that this character existed, you know? Like, Batman doesn't kill people. We know that. That's something that's just stay true. Like, if you want to change his costume up or the actor who plays Bruce Wayne or if you want to play Bruce Wayne a little different, that's fine. But I feel like the core of the character has to stay the same. Like, Batman yeah. doesn't kill, kill people. Superman's like your fucking Boy Scout. He has to be the Boy Scout always, you know? Like, he can have a different costume. He can have a different actor play him. Sometimes he might be able to be a little darker, but at the core of it, you kind of have to have these characters be the same. Like, at some point, they have to get to that character, and I think with, like... Batman vs. Superman, I've never seen Superman get to the point where he is Superman yet, like I thought he reached that at the end of Man of Steel watching Batman vs. Superman I don't feel like he got there like it was almost like he was still wondering if he should be Superman and I was like, fuck man, it's called Batman vs. Superman, he's supposed to be Superman and Batman's supposed to be Batman
1: Yeah, I I agree, like if like we said in a previous podcast, if there if there was like this scene where Batman, like let's say, was had it like a a kryptonite sniper rifle bullet, and was about to yeah. pop Superman in the face, but Superman was like saving this girl from suicide on a rooftop, yeah. like in All Star Superman, the comic book, uh, and he hears what Superman's saying, and like he's like, wow, this guy really is pure of heart, or whatever, you know, yeah. something like that. Like it changes how Batman thinks about Superman. That would have been very moving, and it wouldn't have been that hard to film. But they yeah. just—they just didn't. Uh, They—they're not keying into these characters, and they're—they're they're not. Yeah, they're just missing the heart. Like if you look at Captain America, he kind of has a Superman vibe where he is—he's vanilla, but he's kind of run-of-the-mill. But he's still very intriguing, and he's pure-hearted. He—he's total Boy Scout man. He's a total Boy Scout. Oh, yeah. But if people love the fuck out of Cap and no one likes superman so there's an obvious there's a problem like what jeremy superhouse member he told me off the off of recording but he said that like we should be cheering when superman takes a shit yeah like everything's everything everything superman does should be fucking incredible and when we're not doing that there's a fucking problem and i've been a zack snyder apologist for years i like man of steel but batman vs superman has a problem And they need to, in my opinion, they need to fix this.
5: Yeah. I'm wondering, because isn't Zack Snyder supposed to do the Justice League movie?
1: They're filming it right now.
5: Yeah, I'm wondering if, like, John's coming on, if anything's going to change. Like, if he's going to come in there and be like, listen, you know.
0: He is. You know,
5: Because he's going to be the go-to guy, so I don't know. Like, it'll be interesting to see. Because I think Snyder has a great vision, like... Visually, I like his films. I think he can. I think he's like a good director. Um, I think he has a good visual style. It might be dark at times, but I still think he has one a very good visual style. I just don't think he needs free reign on stuff. Like I feel I, like he's yeah. like after Watchmen. They're like, let him do whatever he wants, and it's like, don't, because I don't think he's. Some directors you can do that with, but I just don't feel like he's strong enough to be able to write and direct produce and do all this stuff because i mean i don't know i mean you need someone to edit you like every great artist i feel like needs an editor at some point for someone even if it's like your significant other to come in and go nah 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 you need to calm down you know like this is a little ridiculous
1: affleck has also come in not as producer but as executive producer so now you have affleck and johns on board for justice league so like it seems like DC's paying attention. As bad as Batman for Superman was, like they're they're paying attention to the fans. So yeah. let's hope that we'll get something good from it. Zack Snyder will not be fired, yeah. but I mean they're already well into production. So um, they're filming in London right now. Like uh, uh, Jason Momoa was was Instagramming his like like he was doing selfies in front of the studios in in, in London or somewhere in England. Yeah. And so like, you know, they're they're doing it. And I don't think Zack Snyder's terrible. I think that in the case of Batman versus Superman, I think it was like DC and Warner Brothers are like, we got Batman and Superman in our movie. We want to control everything, motherfucker. These are our top characters of all time. Yeah. So, I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit. I think that some of it was I think you know, it was not all Zack Snyder's fault. I think it was partly him, I think it was partly the studio.
5: Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I don't think I can't put the blame on him, but it, he's definitely an easy target since he is the director. Yeah. But you know, I, I think with you guys, you definitely know it's not all like director's <clears throat> choice, and I think we've all heard stories and uh, commentaries and just how shitty the film industry can be, especially with cool properties and stuff like that. But yeah, the
4: script I, I, is, I, the script is a skeleton, man. It holds it yeah. up.
5: Yeah, I, I just think, like, you need a good script. You need you need someone who cares about these characters. And, like I said, I think, like, the thing that works with Civil War is, especially with, like, what the Russo brothers are doing, they, like, they totally get the characters that they're writing. Um, they get their heart. They get their, you know, the core of the character. They get the early comics. And, and uh, I, I think watching Captain America become as big a, like, probably the biggest Captain America's ever been, you know, at this point. Um, also, with like them just recasting Spider-Man and just being like, here's your new Spider-Man, here's your new M.A. And they're a little different. They're not the norm, but like they, for me, Spider-Man, Tom Holland captures Peter Parker, that the Peter Parker I know and love. So it's just paying attention to the core characters, like what they were based on in the beginning. And I, I feel like even if you get a new artist to do them, even if it is a little more violent or drawn a little differently, Um, There's always that core of who Peter Parker is or who Steve Rogers is. And I felt with, like, in the DC universe, they're kind of missing out on all these key, like, who is Clark Kent? Like, really? You know? And I felt like they were getting there with Man of Steel a little bit. But then in, like, Batman versus Superman, they kind of just missed the mark with, like, even him and Bruce Wayne. It's like, man, we've had a shit ton of Batman movies, man. How can you do Batman so wrong, you know? Like, we had three films where you won't kill anyone, even the worst characters of the worst, and it's like we have one new film with the new Batman, and he's fucking murdering people left and right, you know? Yeah,
1: it was fucked up. It's like they wanted to take liberties with that Frank Miller version of Batman, but it was just like, dude, just don't do that. And, like, if you look back, like, for me personally, like, you had the Dark Knight shootings when Dark Knight Rises came out, and then there was literally that scene where Batman says to Catwoman, no guns
4: yeah. no guns yeah like
1: that was so powerful uh in the real world as well because you got some motherfucker shooting up a theater uh, and then you have the actual character in the movie that you're following saying no guns at all like it, it like it, in the Batman mythos like if a guy that uses guns is the guy that shot my parents yeah. so I don't like guns and also look this is a fantasy world and in this fantasy world where mar- where he uses martial arts in a fantasy way, you uh you you don't have to use a gun uh, because the I look this is my personal interpretation, but you could be so ridiculously good at martial arts that you could a take out that person holding the gun and b not kill them
0: yeah.
1: because you are that fucking good and that's what this fantasy hinges upon when he gets trained by the uh league of assassins especially you know nolan or even the comics before that like you know like superman batman they're known for that no kill policy and batman is known for being crazy good at martial arts so that's kind of like my big takeaway from that and like the whole no gun policy cuz again like he would be punisher with a cape if he if he just uses guns all the time so and he uses guns in Batman vs Superman. He's like killing people. It's just like, dude, are, are, are you kidding me? Like, I know he's a, he's at the end of his rope, but, but Jesus, like, why are we doing this? This is yeah. not right. This is not right at all. You're not understanding this. Like, it just kills me. It kills me because I, I defended Zack Snyder and Man of Steel for years.
0: Yeah.
1: Years. <laughs> i mean look that's i'm sorry that's how i felt
5: (laughs) no it's fine i mean i also like a lot of man of steel i think it's a pretty solid whereas like superman returns kind of missed the mark for me but you know it definitely as much as i like to hate on that it definitely like took care of the audience of you know there wasn't any mass destruction of where people were or anything like that you know, Superman does that huge... The best action scene in that movie is when he saves all those people from that plane crash. That know? was
1: great. That was so good. So good.
5: But And then it's like, then you have this new one where it gets the action right of, like, seeing Superman at his strongest fighting, like, one of his greatest foes. But then he's also just destroying an entire city. Which is like, oh my god. Like, as much as I want to just, like, disregard the... Like, it in my brain I want to say no one's in those buildings no one was at work on this day it was a sunday it's like you can't cuz people are running around screaming and like <laughs> like just like terrified for their lives and they're just destroying all of this and you like know, I my get it. he's like he's the new he's new to superman i get it i can allow for a little death on his part but i just felt like i don't know for batman versus superman i needed it for him to come in and apologize for the events of man of steel that's all then, I wanted. Just a little then, apology. I'm sorry, guys. Bam. Done. Move on.
1: Then they have, like, the, the hearing where you th- you feel like you're going to get some, like, explanation on his part in Batman vs Superman, and then the whole fucking place blows up, and it's like, like, come on. Like, we, we, I, personally, I kind of wanted to hear, like, a little bit more from that hearing. Like, is Superman going to defend himself or, like, say, like, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I put the cape on two days before that. I didn't know what I was doing. People died, but I did save the world. You know, I wanted that conversation. Yeah. But but it didn't happen. It just blew up and we got more sad Superman shots. He's sad again, everybody. You know?
5: I'm so sad to get Superman.
1: We need like triumphant shit. We need <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we need a triumphant Superman.
5: Yeah. I agree. And I
1: think John's will bring it. I fucking hope so because he wrote that. I think it was called Secret Identity, and it had this great uh, page where he, like, he's he's Clark Kent, and he's walking around Metropolis, and he bumps into this old woman, and she says, and he says, "Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am." And then he, and then she says, "Like, what were you doing?" He's like, "Well, I was just looking up in the sky for a bit," and she's like, "Ha! No one looks up in the sky anymore." and then they walk off but it's like you know it's like they're taking that trope from the old superman like look up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane applying it to the hope be you know be positive about the future thing and like no one's positive anymore about the future and superman's supposed to be that like old school hope you know that old school positivity and we're obviously not getting that yet with Super- with Snyder um, it's about time we're, i think we should at least get it by the end of justice league yeah and if john's applies that idea to it that'd be great we've kind of gone over a little bit of the two hour mark i think so i think we're gonna skip out one discussion we're gonna save for later um, which will be will the superhero boom peter out or is it here to stay um, spielberg himself has has said that uh... it will go away as did just like the westerns did so, there is something to be said about that. Um, we're going to save that for later, if that's okay with you guys. And um, sure. I'd like to thank uh, Adam Carolla again for coming on board. That was fucking awesome. I can't believe yeah. that f- fucking shit happened. Yeah, uh, pretty,
4: pretty great. Thank you. And
1: we're go- Yes, thank you. And then yeah. uh, we're, let's go to uh, social media shout-out section um i'm andrew bush from los angeles my website is thunderwolflives.com uh and then we are on twitter at twitter.com slash superhouse pod and then after that superhouse podcast on all social media including instagram and even twitch and youtube and a few other things we have a few videos coming on youtube soon and then on. Um, Matt Johnson, who just left his, I think his website is mjillustration.com, but it could be changing soon. Hopefully we'll have a link for that. And then, um, Matty, what was yours?
5: Uh,
4: Illustrationsbymatty.tumblr.com
1: Okay, and Joey, do you have anything?
4: Uh, check out Relationship Status on Go90 app, uh, which is on currently on iTunes and Android phones, uh, Apple phones as well, iOS uh yeah,
1: okay great. And uh, I'm trying to think of anything else. Okay yeah, and there's uh, of course again like we said, let's, there's spin-off podcasts. Uh one is Camera Noise, uh that's with Maddie and Stefan. Um and then another one is Intergalactic Circus. And then uh there's Johnson and Bush, which we record every now and again. We're not really regular with that one. I think that's it for now and you can also email us at superhousepodcast at gmail.com um we are probably going to come back with maddie's music talking about the album raleigh richie raleigh richie's album what's the name of that album again uh maddie you're a
5: you're a man now boy
1: yes that album we're going to talk about that one probably next episode uh we're going to come back with that section and i think that's Basically, it's watch out for our YouTube because we do have at least two videos probably dropping this week one is a uh, Top metal video top metal video games of all time and then another one is top Tokyo nerd spots, and that's I think it so again. Thanks Adam Carolla and That's it for now. Ah metal